and we are live. <laughs> Last word with Lord Cognito not being here, and Ebontis, and also sometimes Ty Guy Travis. Hello and welcome. Ebontis, how are you doing on this this fine Thursday evening? Uh, cold, as I'm sure most people around the country are dealing with right now. Uh, we dropped down to, we're in the teens right now, which is, whoa. for us in uh, Texas, that is definitely going to get us cold. I know everybody in like Minnesota and Wisconsin is like, it's minus six degrees. So believe me, and I've been there for a year, so I understand. But uh, it's cold, very cold today, but I've uh, been very busy with a lot of Destiny, trying to crank out as much content as I can before um, the weekend and all the holidays and everything kick off. And YouTube's like, hey, to your CPM. So that goes down. Really? That happens, huh? Hard. Like, if not in Christmas, January is like, January and December are like nine day months. They are. So if you've noticed, seen people are um, like pumping out content right now. They'll do bigger stuff now, and then they're like, hey, I'll experiment in January because it's not going to matter as much. So, yeah, YouTube is the big drop in January. And, of course, like, you know, this game will get quieter, too, depending on the day it releases. But, yeah, if we had if we had like an like a November release for like the expansion, kind of almost like we used to, that would actually probably be better, even though it might be fighting for more stuff just because like a February release for the content. March isn't as bad because it's like February 28th right into March helps. but. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah, just too many games on my backlog that I'm not going to get to. But it's kind of how the how the release schedule goes this year. What about you? Uh, yeah. Well, my my IGN work wrapped up for the year last nice. week, so I get to experience two weeks of being a hashtag normal gamer. <laughs> um, I am simply catching up on games that I missed because I was working on reviews all year. And uh, yeah, I finished um, Immortality, Modern Warfare 2. Now I'm working on Pentiment. I'm working on God of War Ragnarok. My list has like eight games on it. And I'm trying to start with the ones that I think I could finish in like one sitting first, you know, one or two sittings. Try to Ragnarok's not that. one of those unless you just don't. Ragnarok is not one of those. Uh, I think Callista Protocol is you one. You can do I that in one. Really I hear that's on. like 10-ish, whether it's eight to 12. But yeah, you can do that in a hard, yeah. a long day. I could probably pop that one out. So I'm trying to use my time valuably because I already have my next review lined up, which mm. is, you know, first week of January and then a, a preview as well of an upcoming game. Actually, I could say what the upcoming game is. It's Skull and Bones. Oh, which I'm very interested to see what that I am is gonna be could like. not tell you any. I I am so curious about that. Me too. That's like, why I accepted the assignment. I was, I was like, like, you are probably uh, the perfect critic for yeah. that one. Well, I'm not reviewing that one. I'm I'm merely previewing it. It's it's somehow not ready for review yet. Um, I think I'm it's trying to figure out what you're previewing. That's early January. There's like One Piece Odyssey is like the first thing in January. I'm not reviewing that. I'm reviewing a SpongeBob SquarePants platformer game. All right. Yeah. I did not even know that was a thing. <laughs> Did I? I don't even I see it on like it. release. I don't see it on like release calendars on like Game Informer or it's I, not. I'm pretty sure it's coming out in January. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me look it up. I mean, I believe you. It's more the idea of just I mean, like. I, I haven't looked into it yet. He told me it was in January and I thought, okay, that's a million years away. I will I will defer to you. But yeah, well, let's see. What What is this game? What, what is going on? Um, SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake. Okay. Well, it's listed on Steam. When does it come out? January 31st. So 
I guess I'm reviewing it in early January and then it's coming out late January. So. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it says 23rd on here, but yeah, it's probably just not updated. So. There you go. Cosmic Shake. Nice. A platform. And then you say that really I'm good. I'm honestly more curious about Skull and Bones because I mean I've heard too many people talk about Assassin's Creed Four. They like they made the game and then you can get off the boat and this is just the boat stuff. I don't know. Ubisoft yeah. has not been. But they, but they, they, you know they changed that right. It's now they put the off the boat stuff back in the game. Oh my god, really? Yeah, it's like a third person like RPG game. Like you walk around and do stuff outside of the boat. So. I'm also very curious about this one. I kind of mostly took the assignment out of curiosity because I was just like, why is this game taking a decade to come out? Yeah, I mean, that's it. I'm I will be curious what you have to say about that one for sure. Uh, what else you work? Yeah. What's up? What else is in that backlog? Um, Backlog. Uh, what else? I'm you... working my way through Midnight Suns. I'm almost mm-hmm. done with that. I'm a good chunk of the way through that game. Um, And what else didn't I finish this year? You beat um, Forbidden West. Did you play that? Forbidden West. Yeah, I played okay. through that. That's I, I like probably that my biggest omission, I would say, especially for what I typically no. like. But yeah, I was like, now I, with the, I, the DLC in April, I think I'll just do it all together. But I was like, that's the one for this year. In my game of year voting, like that's the one I feel like, depending on how the story went and how much I like the combat, it could have been right there between the others, but who knows? Yeah, um, I agree. And I uh, that one, um, I actually think... Forbidden West, it, I I enjoyed it more than I'm currently enjoying Ragnarok of what I've played. So I think you'd like it. Oh, I was like the first one. I had a blast. So I'm looking forward to getting back in the bow combat and everything. It was just fun. And I know it's not like the most novel thing, but like the way they did the robot dinosaurs. I know it's like robot dinosaur. You're like, OK, Transformers, Beast Wars, not the first time. But the way they did it was just very well done. And I was impressed, especially when they went from um, what was the previous franchise they did the shooter for a long time for Gorilla. Uh, is that Infamous they did? No, uh, I haven't played the one on PS4 because it was like the only game at launch. Killzone, oh, Shadowfall, yeah, Killzone. So they went from Killzone, that game, which that game is terrible. The the one that came out on PS4, yeah, and that was like the only one. But I was like, there's nothing else on my PS4, so I should probably try this. And I was like, all right. So they go from that to like the first horizon. I was extremely impressed. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, quick heads up to everybody, by the way, uh, advanced GG doing a buy one, get one uh, just through the weekend. So if you do hear this podcast soon, you can uh, use my code or anything like that. Just make sure you use like the links. I'll tag them in a couple places to sharing that with everybody. Um, you honestly, like as I was sitting there looking for a game, um, the game I'm probably the most, what are you looking forward to in outside of destiny? Of course, you know, we're going to cover that, but like in the first couple of months, what are your top two games you're looking most forward to or most intrigued by? Like some, you know, are going to be good. Some, you got big questions on. What are you most curious about? Ooh, I would have to see a list because there's so damn many. Aaron, um, I can give you a pretty quick list. Yeah. Give me, give me a quick list. I was like, um, I will start with one of mine. Make life a little easier. Curious or excited about? Kind of all of the above. Like, one of my big head scratchers, because I just don't know, is Hogwarts Legacy. Because... That one, I am also super nervous about, because I exactly. want to be good. I'm kind of like, eh, is it going to be From good? what I've seen, um, they've shown a lot. They've shown Hogwarts in-depth. You've got your own little, like, room of requirement. You can get on your broom. Like, everything I keep seeing, I'm like, I... How... Either it is, like, the most linear thing, and we're seeing, like, a lot of the pieces... 
or it's yeah. going to be a hundred hour game with like a bazillion side quest and cool story. I just don't know. I will say the writing looks better than Forsaken. Because <laughs> for yeah, or Forsaken, Forsaken, one, Forsaken is one I am not excited about. I got to play the demo, and I think the combat could be fun. But from what I've seen, just the writing is, which is sad. Because yeah. like in theory, it seems kind of cool, but the writing on that one seems kind of like the writing on uh, Midnight Suns. From what I've gathered, like the the out of combat stuff for Midnight Suns. When I saw one or two of those lines, those were pretty cringy, but. There, it's it's kind of campy. I wouldn't say it's bad. Um, it's sort of like, it's just a weird like, high school dating sim vibe. Yeah, like, I was like, I got a couple blips. There's like platonic swimsuit moments. I'm like, what? Is, I was like, what are we doing in this Marvel game? <laughs> yeah, so it it has like a very like, it is a dating sim full on. Like dating sims <laughs> don't so have weird. to have don't have to have like romantic love to be a dating sim. It has all of the mechanics of like you buy gifts and then you give them to different people that you think will like them and it increases your social links with them. And it's like very, it, I mean, it's super cool because it's just not what you would expect. I can't believe they made a game where you get to like hang out with and, and like bro down with like random iconic Marvel heroes. It's super weird. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, looking at this list. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm wondering what Starfield is going to do. That one is like, I was like, I know. I was like, well, we'll we're going to hear all about it on Defining Duke and Last Stand Media and love or the you know the new Legend of Zelda um, follow up to Breath of the Wild. Oh, I lost you Kingdom. for a second there. Oh, you did? Yeah. So you mentioned um, Starfield, and then I kind of like lost you for a second. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Starfield. I'm normally I'm very excited for Bethesda games, but I just haven't seen enough of this game. So I'm wondering if it's going to be good or, you know, I, I don't really know. I don't have I'm, I'm, like a huge tie. Like, I mean, I watch Divining Duke and I've checked out Maddie's channel and stuff like that. And obviously he, he's a huge fallout guy and everything like that. So for him, he's giantly invested into Bethesda games because it's their next big one. Yeah. All I played. So of all of fallout was fallout Four, and I heard it wasn't great. So oh, I will. Wow. I miss like wow. New Vegas you play and Skyrim. Uh, no, never really played Skyrim. I kind of missed that. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh. I missed that. Fran the That's I missed crazy. those. So I've missed. I'm not a huge Bethesda person at all. And so far from what I'm seeing at Starfield, I was like, I, it hasn't sold me yet to just be like, I'm so ready to jump into that. Like when you guys talked about Mass Effect, I'm like, all right, I kind of see what's going on. I get an idea, and then I jumped into Mass Effect One and Two. When I played them, I was like, okay, I 100% get it. Great stories. Well, like world building, like the alien, the races, the con the dialogue choices. That was fantastic. And my yeah. worry is something like Mass Effect, not four or whatever. What was the middle one? Andromeda. Nobody, Andromeda. Yeah, that one's kind of like the one nobody. It's actually the, not the middle one. It was the fourth one. Fourth one. Yeah. The, yeah. The one that nobody talks about. But uh, but I mean. I don't know. After Mass Effect was so good, I worry something like Starfield is going to feel... I worry it's going to feel more like Fallout 4 than Mass Effect. And I want it to be like Mass Effect, but I, I don't know if it can get I, there. I, Am I getting a bad connection with you? That, um, I think sort of I'm getting a bad connection with you. Hold on. Let me try and pick... I actually uh, caught it. That I saw you bouncing around. Um... Let me try and change regions on us. Control. All right, I tried to change servers. Hopefully that helps instead of it being weird. So maybe that'll get stick. Stick. 
Yeah, so what I, what I was saying was, um, I don't think they're trying to compete with Mass Effect. I mean, everything I've seen so far, it's going to be more grounded. So I think, I think they're trying to do like maybe they're trying to do hard sci-fi, right? Like space exploration, humanity taking to the stars, which I think almost like Star would Trek. Be really, Star Trek, I I almost compared it to that, but Star Trek is a, is still even I think a little bit too out there compared to what they're actually trying to do. Um, so I'm 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 hopeful for it. I do believe in Bethesda's ability to world build. They've never been as good at storytelling as like a massive as as a Bioware. Bioware yeah. is good at storytelling, but I would say Bethesda's world building chops are very strong, and I think that studio still has a lot to offer. Um, it's just a matter of you know how buggy is it going to be. We know it's going to be oh. somewhat buggy at least. Yeah. How buggy is it going to be? And <laughs> you know just. They take they tend to take a lot of big bets, and it seems like their bet with this one is that people are going to want to explore hundreds of, you know, planets. Uh, a lot of which are, I think, randomly generated. Randomly generated, yeah, probably randomly made yeah. and kind of like you know polished up by a random yeah. person, you know, kind of that type. So of I'm thing. a little worried about that and like how how fun it's going to be, but we'll see. Um, I am excited about that one, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff next year. Um, obviously, we're going to be playing some Destiny and. Yeah, What's Destiny. I'm curious if April? like Wild Hearts is another one because Monster Hunter. I didn't play Rise much. I, t- I played a little bit, mm-hmm. got a feel cool world. I just put a lot of time into and actually thoroughly enjoyed uh, Monster Hunter World. So I'm waiting for kind of World Two whenever that comes. I'm curious if Wild Hearts can even like scratch that itch good enough. But again, the way yeah. it's coming out time wise, I don't know when I'm going to get to that. Yeah, well, I think Atomic Heart is also coming out pretty early next year. I want to yeah, play that. Yeah, is that the same month or is that? I think it is. I think it's like a couple days after Wild Hearts. Oh yeah, no, yeah, seventeenth and twenty first. Yep. Yeah, so a lot of hearts going on. Yeah. If only we could get Kingdom Hearts that same week, that'd be great. Um, uh, Jedi Survivor, though, probably the, my other one. That one, like yeah. Hogwarts Legacy, I'm very, very curious, very anxious. Not entirely sure if they can deliver on everything that promise. Jedi Survivor, I just want to play that because I know it's going to be awesome. Like, there's not yeah. a question in my mind. That one, and then Absolutely. Wolong looks fun too. But I would yeah, say, so Wolong, you, I'm sure you played the demo for Wolong, right? When yeah, I played it a couple ago. times. Yep. Yeah, so I I played it after the demo. Um, I did a preview for IGN on that game, and uh, I was basically the highlight of the preview was that I was very impressed by how many changes they made after that beta. Yep. They they like made a lot of changes almost immediately. Um, so I'm I think that game's gonna kick ass. Nice. I really do. Um, and then I'm, what's I'm the what's in 2024? They've got like Ronin or something. Same same studio, right? They have oh, another yeah. one. I, I, I think that's the PlayStation one. one. Uh, that might be more the open world kind of one. I think that they're working on doing. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Diablo four in June. Uh, yeah, Diablo Diablo four like Diablo four. I think like I don't know if I'm gonna pre order it. Just because, like, Blizzard, I'm kind of curious about the microtransactions. But, I mean, I'll play it for sure. Yeah, it should be should be fun. But, as you said in February, Lightfall. And we're in the middle I mean, of... We'll see. We'll see. Are we, are, we, are we still supposed to believe that game is coming I mean, out in February? I mean, they have given us no reason to think that it's not at this point. Because Season Pass shows that days are counting down. And they didn't release a season with a date. Like, last time when they deleted it, it was far enough in advance that season... When the season dropped, they delayed it before the season because it had like, I don't know, 180 days on the season or something ridiculous. But it seems like it's going to hit. Now, I don't know. There was a recent video that Aztecross did, and I don't know how old the GDC talk was. 
But it was one that Bethesda had done. Are we still having a bad connection? That's so weird. Yeah, I lost you for a little bit there. It looks like it may be on your side because I'm seeing you uh, freak out yeah. on the YouTube video. That's so odd. Because I'm looking, I don't show dropped frames, at least right now on OBS, which is weird. But I was just trying to, I'll see if I can do a West server. Maybe it's better for you that way. All right, we'll see how this goes for Discord, at least. I picked a West server. Maybe it helps you a little bit, but we'll see. Um, I don't know, man. It seems like they're going to go hard. But I was going to say, about the GDC talk, Astacross did a video on it. I don't know how old it was. Um, and I think it was Justin Truman, one of the two directors right now, because I don't think it was Joe Blackburn. And they were talking about velocity as like one of their main things that they're focusing on. So I don't know how old it was. But it was basically the idea that being as they're in this live service model, it, the velocity of your content is now more important than it being perfect. And that, like, re when I heard that, I'm like, okay, I can literally just, like, season after season after season, they have been buggy. The you game ships, it gets out the yeah. door. Like, they're hitting these, like, strides. They're trying to make sure they hit, like, whether it's 12, 13, 14 weeks, whatever it is. It seems like they're doing that. So now it's the point where it's like, now they've put themselves in like the annual release box of February and they want to, you know, stick the landing and have three month seasons and whatever it may be. Rage against. Huh? Ironically. Ironically, the thing that they used to rage against. Right. Yeah. So like they've yeah. put themselves in the box for this like kind of consistent cash cow. But unfortunately, the consistency comes with a lack of and it's not a lack of finding bugs. It's a lack of time to QA, prioritize and other things, I think. And at this point, Probably. if they know it's buggy, they are kind of okay with the minimalistic bugs. Some are bigger than others we've seen, especially in seasons and they keep coming, but it's more like throw it out and then, you know, fix the engine while it's running and just keep going. So it seems like they're just on this treadmill now of just output. That's why I was like, when I heard that and then when the season came out, I was like, I guess light falls on the 28th and that's not budging, but I, I'm with you, man. I am still surprised they're going to hit that one. I know they have more people. I know it's been in development for a while when we saw all those little arrow graphs at one point, but man, it seems like a, sh like I'm curious what state it new ships raid, in, I guess. Right. Like a new, new raid. Was that one. New. It's I was like, I mean, I can only imagine the balance of strand. So cause we've got a new subclass. We're going to have new abilities. Not so excited about the Titan. Here's another set of fists. <laughs> So like, stupid. Yeah. I mean, the like the rope dart thing that the hunters get by far the coolest one. Yeah. Like that so thing obvious. looks. They also really... have the best diversity. They've got like a bow, a gun, uh, some knives. Now they've got a rope dart. I feel like they get a pretty good variety. And how many Titan supers are, you know, I punch you. A Titan hard. is a barbarian or a knight. That's all we get to be. We get to punch or we get to sword or we get to shield. That's well, we get the hammer, so we get to be Thor sometimes. Though. Okay, I mean, that's still the, that's still the coolest uh, super that we have, even yeah. though it's not particularly good. Yeah, I mean, warlocks. You got, I mean, you got lightning fingers. You got kamehameha. You got throwing solar swords. You've got a giant nova bomb, and then you've got they have the best stasis super. I'm pretty sure in my mind, like the oh, dude, binder is insane. That thing is toxic in PvP. Oh yeah, so it was like. We're going to have the balancing and understanding of a brand new subclass. We're going to have a grappling hook. Um, obviously. Now, here's a question. Do you think we're going to get strand weapons outside of, say, like one random exotic? Or do you think they yes. 
You think we're gonna get the green weapon finally? Like I think I think they'll phase them in. Okay. So there might be there might be a small amount in the first season, but I think it's inevitable that we have uh you know three elements at the at the top and three elements in the middle. I think that's like inevitable. Yeah, it feels like they're gonna be there. And then also, well, I guess that would be what kinetic stasis and strain, and the last one kind of settles it all. That makes sense. Probably. Um, and then recently they were saying like we've got Volt Shot, which is just a beast. We've got Incandescent, which definitely puts in some work, but not quite as good in my opinion. But still solid because you can proc it a lot. Void doesn't quite have that. Like Repulsor Brace just isn't quite there. And then on the Firing Range podcast, they got an interview with one of the uh, weapons directors, and they said for Void that they are looking at probably doing some type of void perk it seems like so probably like Good. an intrinsic volatile type thing i would imagine we've got headstone so then i guess we're just gonna have to learn all about strand when we get into lightfall but i mean that is a lot to put into a 12-month development window so i'm gonna be i'll be very curious to see what comes Especially out working remotely and yeah i know some i don't know if they're in the office or not but i know they do a lot remote or they're capable of doing a lot remote and the quality of the content that they've been putting out for the past year with the witch queen you know excluding that i don't know i'm a little nervous about it i'm about as nervous about it as i am of starfield if i'm being honest i mean that's i, I would probably say i'm more nervous about starfield <laughs> i think i know what we're going to get with lightfall raid eight missions new destination neomuna Neomona looks cool. I'm honestly looking forward to the like palette cleansing, completely neon, like feels like it is going to be the most distinct destination because it really wasn't affected by the collapse. Like everything around us is generally dead, dying or not really too alive. And this is going to be a lot more vibrant. So I'll just be kind of curious for the palette switch, but you know, we'll probably get a couple well, crucible. Doesn't do it for me. No. Yeah. I remember I told you in the initial reveal, it felt super like, retro futurist in a bad way and that i mm. i think that it it sort of mismatches the theme of lightfall to me i mean this is supposed to be the penultimate chapter and instead of being like dark in tone it's like we're kind of messing around in this cool city and doing like a tron adventure and i'm sort of still like uh, i hope it's a red herring i hope there's a dreaming yeah. city to this expansion but i just don't think they're oh no i, I, I would i, I, I no yeah, more i, I would no longer expect one of those yeah exactly i think with their current team and their the how fast they're chugging things out i don't think there's any chance we get something like that so i'm just nervous man i'm like dude you have one year to tie this all off you know i mean to finish off your darkness and light saga yeah and i i just don't i don't i'm nervous about how the, the things they're choosing to do before sticking that landing because we could based off of the uh game awards trailer that we got yeah they showed they showed the new art and they kind of showed their hand a little bit with the uh with um the witness being right in the center next to callus mm -hmm. as like the main bad guy did you notice that in the trailer it's like callus uh, on one side it, it it has like you know the guardians in the front and then the location yeah. and some of the new characters and then the way back in big big art is like callus and then on the other half it's the witness and so i was thinking like okay so it's not going to just be like a side story about callus like we're going to get to see the witness in some way in this expansion that's what i took away from it because mm -hmm. it sort of it, sho it shows them kind of i mean i feel like if the final shape is going to be it has to be focused around the witness like that if not then what the hell are we doing and the traveler 
Yeah, yeah, Witness and Traveler, kind of those two coming ahead, and then all of the, you know, the Avengers that line up, you know, on either side of the equation next to them. Um, but I do feel like we've got to start getting more dialogue, more story, maybe like, this is where I want to see more of, not specifically Red War campaign, but I want to see the c cinematics on the other side of the equation. Like, we get ours with, like, Zavala and Anna and Mara, and we get to talk with Keitel and we get those, but this is the point where we need to see cinematics between the witness and there it looks like there's one little cinematic where Callus is going into his little bath and the witness is kind of there, mm -hmm. but we need to see more from the other side because yeah. right now I know the witness has like, you know, the smoke head of all the things and he's got his, you know, all the planets and stuff that he, whatever is, you know, he's got, but we don't know him much because we've had time to develop Callus. We've had time to develop Savathun. I feel like I know more about Zivu or Wrath right now than I know about Witness. And if Witness is going to be the the ultimate finale, we need to start having some dialogue, seeing more behind the scenes of what's going on with him to understand. It's not just the Gardener and the Winnower and be like, oh, final clash. Yeah, it's like I need some build up there. And hopefully that does start in Lightfall. I'm yeah. with you there. It's also it's also kind of ironic that we know nothing about the Witness because they're probably the oldest character. I mean, we've been hearing about how the darkness controls everything since you know, the first expansion, first, uh, first campaign, oh, yeah. you know, Destiny. And it's just, at some point I feel like there has to be payoff and I'm really hopeful that they'll use their time wisely to build up that character, not just in Lightfall, but in the year that follows so that we yeah. actually get something, but you know, they, they have to stick the landing. And if they're going to release the final shape a year after Lightfall, that's a lot to ask, man. I mean, that's it, it sounds like a lot. Like, I don't know of another yeah. company that's putting out. And that's the thing. It's like we joke about $10 seasons and what they're worth. And it's like, I don't know. Whether, there's not really a great life service that survives. And now they're on this like three months cycle where we're getting a dungeon or a refurbished raid. And then like weekly story campaigns. And we're getting like activities and armor and weapon. Like, I will say one thing, but it's like. We get, you know, 10, 15, 20 weapons in Destiny that all sound and feel unique. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe a four burst pulse rifle, but it still sounds different, has slightly like we get all of those things in a season. So they're building all of that stuff on each side. And somehow, yeah, we're going to get an expansion back to back in annual. It feels like a lot. It really, really does. I don't know. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Well, this week was definitely a good week, though. I will say they have yeah. continued to hit their stride. Um, this season's pacing has been kind of on fire. So week one, we got the two highest battlegrounds on the moon in Europa. Last week, we got the Mars, uh, highest battleground introduced. And we also got the dungeon last week. Dungeon, yeah. Or no, dungeon was week one. Actually, it's been around for a little bit. It was bit. last week. It was the, it was like four days in. I know. Cause I like crammed for it. So it was like, oh, we, oh right. We it was that Friday. Yep. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then this week, we got an exotic mission, which we'll talk about a little bit later. We got a new exotic weapon that we're going to be kind of building out over time. Got some kind of Metroid secrets, kind of feeling like the Shattered Throne or Shattered Realm or whatever that thing's called again. Um, but the first thing I want to talk about, because we didn't get to go deep on it last time with you, was the dungeon. So yeah. Spire of the Watcher, we kind of were vague and danced around ideas and stuff. Hopefully we didn't spoil too much for you, but... Um, I know you said I think you've kind of played all the content now. So first, I want to dive into kind of a deep dive on the dungeon, like starting out with just the pieces, the mechanics, and just go through it piece by piece. Yeah. Um, so I've done the dungeon four times now. Um, nice. So I've played it a lot. Uh, and the first time, most of it was by myself. I just sort of ran through it slowly. I figured, figured stuff out. 
Um, my thoughts are, you know, it's not amazing. Uh, there's nothing like hugely surprising or revolutionary about it. Um, and it also very notably uh, ignores my advice on making the Vex all about time travel shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't do any of that stuff, which makes me very upset because that's the whole point of that mob, you idiots. Uh, um, but uh, I do like that I'm not dunking balls or standing on plates. Yeah. Instead, I'm a, I'm a uh, repairman on, yep. on Mars. That's kind of cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, this, the first boss there's two bosses, right? The first boss being basically an exact clone of the boss from, uh, uh, shadow keep, uh, what's the garden of salvation, uh, is yep. a little odd. And it's also especially weird that they didn't even bother replacing the animation of the harpy eating the minotaur Did yeah you that? yeah oh no yeah same... they, kept, they kept the same exact animation which i was like really like didn't even met, like you could have just removed the minotaur right or <laughs> yeah it's sort of uh sort of odd yeah um but you know it's cool we finally have a boss that's uh one of these uh chicken walkers which is cool um huge pain in the ass by the way yeah huge pain in the ass <laughs> exactly uh, kind of how i figured one of those was gonna play out pain in the butt i'm waiting uh for my drop for the bow so that I can do it mm. on master. I don't want to do the master difficulty until I'm earning the catalyst. So I'm yep. waiting on that. Um, and uh, yeah, shout out to uh, um, Ducky and um, Buddha for helping nice. me with runs right before the show who are, I think in the comments right now and yep. uh, shout out to my buddy, uh, Brandon, who, uh, helped me with a final encounter on my first run. We two manned it because I was doing it by myself up until that point. And then I was like, I don't know if I'm be able to do this at uh, 15. I think I was 1578. Oh, <laughs> yeah, a little low there. A little low. <laughs> I was a little low. Uh, so I, I brought him in and we did it together. Um, and I played more conservatively. But yeah, doing that, I, I'm surprised I got that far with 1578. I was, I was like a yeah, good. It was like that final room 1590. So that. Yeah, that yeah was. it was. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, eh, I think I might need some help on this one. So he came in and helped me with it. It was cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, it was, I give it a seven. Good, not great. Okay. That's how I would review the, the dungeon. It was good. It's cool. I like the armor a lot. I don't have the full set. Um, importantly, I'm missing the helmet for any of my characters, which makes me mad. Oh, but, yeah. uh, I'm still missing cowboy hat. I got every yeah, other piece, no any, cowboy hat. I don't, yeah, I'm the same. I don't have a cowboy hat on any of my characters. Uh, and I and I want to get the bow, which, by the way, don't tell me what the bow does. I have no idea. I've okay. just heard there's a bow exotic, but I don't know what it does or anything like that. So well, I'm then enjoy that surprise, and, or if it gets spoiled for you later on. Um, yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it doesn't. But th there's only what that's the only exotic that was added that's missable this season, right? Like, uh, yeah, the one. yeah the new one from so the no, exotic no quest. Armor. There's no uh, armor. No armor nope. Uh, no and then the exotic armor. quest is just complete the thing and craft it. So we'll get to that here in a bit. Uh, quick shout out real quick to Necromancer Zale. Uh, two, two super chats, one for 20 bucks. Thanks for the great videos. Happy holidays to everybody, of course. And then he was listing his games where it's on a cart, Dead Island 2, which I forgot about, Dead Space Remake, which if I can get to Callisto, it'd be funny to play those back to back. I hear that's bad, by the way. Dead Space Remake? Some, some people at uh, IGN have previewed it and they were like... Mm -hmm. So I'll be I'll be curious which one actually wins then because you got Callisto, which was like kind of a buggy mess on Steam, and then it like they fixed I heard like a number was in the wrong spot and then they released like a patch to update that. I'll be curious how Callisto and Dead Space Remake come out. It's like cause if neither of those land horror games are 
off the menu for a little while, it feels like, which sucks because I kind of enjoy a good one every so often. Diablo 4, Lightfall, Redfall, Starfield. Redfall has done nothing to sell beyond, by the way. Redfall. I'm excited I, for that one. I, I really enjoyed, like, Deathloop was good, and I've always heard, um, what are their, like, the main first two that they're known for? Dishonored. Oh, you, you, haven't, you haven't played Dishonored? No, I haven't played Dishonored. Oh, my God. I've always, like, I mean, a lot of peers I've heard are just rave about that one. If there's some, like, I'm guessing there's some room or something that sounds like a kaleidoscope or whatever. There's some cool stuff, it sounds like. So it was like, but again, Redfall hasn't just sold me yet. I gotta see it, so we'll, we'll have to I'm see. I'm a... I'm excited for that one because it, I like its attitude. I like that we're not fighting zombies. I was waiting for there to be zombies in that game and instead is vampires, which I am just I'm relieved at the break from us fighting zombies yeah. in these open world co-op. And then it's a co-op game with looting and shooting. And I'm like, all right, yeah. you you have my interest. I feel like so it will, yeah, as long as it doesn't come out, you know, February 27th, you know, maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah. There's no date on that one yet, though. I don't think there's any chance. It already got delayed. It'll probably yeah. be like fall of next year. I still feel like Starfield's going to be like holiday next year. And we'll find I think out. you're probably right. Although Bethesda, it is in a habit of short window, do, like doing a, they, they, they like show their games. They do like blowout showcases like three months before they launch. Yeah. That's like their move. So I could see them doing that. Uh, yeah, but back to the dungeon. So yeah, first encounters kind of like teach you the mechanics, as you said, of being an electrician. Um, I did learn like the final connection points, like the one, like when you can see, when you walk up to kind of the old West town, that's kind of set up there where all the wires, all the ending points. If you prep every wire, but don't shoot the ending points, you'll never spawn a supplicant. Because if you connect the wire, like start to finish, you're like, okay, I got this sequence done and it's all blue start to finish. You'll spawn supplicants. But if you just connect all four in the, like you get everything prepped and you go one, two, three, four, you end the encounter and you never see a supplicant. So makes that encounter a little easier. Nice. Um, hold on. You trying to mess with the podcast here? <laughs> he hit me up. I was like, he was like, need a third. I was like, oh, oh. I, I mean, was trying to figure out how to add him to the call without uh, here. Uh, hold, please. This is going to get interesting. Ah, somebody in the comments is talking about Blacktail, which I previewed um, like six months ago. Uh, super interesting game. That is like an origin story for Baba Yaga and you play a witch and it's got super weird art and creepy characters and it's very surrealist and uh, you make like decisions on whether Baba Yaga is just a misunderstood teen or if she's actually an evil person. Um, super cool game. So who is that that said that in the comments? Talking about that game. Enclave. Good taste in games, man. I'm glad that there's people in the comments who play weird stuff. Good to see that. Indeed. Well, hello, sir. Hello. Cog looks I pale. See, I, I, I see you guys yeah. were, were missing one, and uh, I just couldn't help myself. Oh, man. Well, Cog is going to be sad he missed out on this episode now. He should uh, be. News you lose, buddy. He should be. Enjoy <laughs> no, he, your he is taking vacation. A very, yeah, he's there. taking a much-needed break. He has been kind of overdoing it recently, so... All right, let me adjust Power. some audio for Teddy here because I had him too high Work from a previous time. 
I say? You're good. I just I'll turn you down. Apparently, I had you cranked from before, but uh, me, Betty. I think I just sent you a random invite. Don't worry about that. Too much crap. So, oh, I don't even know what that invite was to. So don't worry about it. Just ignore it. In case it was something important. Okay. Uh, in case you guys don't know, friend of the show and definite friend of Travis as well. The um, trying to figure out how to phrase this one. The ultimate IGN employee yet contractor who gets his special workout situation. Uh, he has joined us. So teasing Teddy, we've had him on the show before. Uh, amazing guest. Uh, always love your takes on it. Uh, we're going to make this a three-man show now. So glad we worked this one out. And uh, how you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I just got back from a trip and uh, I feel very well rested for the first time in years. Wow. That's good. Where yeah. was it a work trip that you had to you he was nope. in Japan. I was oh. just Japan. hanging out. And, oh man. And I and I just went for fun just by myself for six days and uh yeah. It was uh it was quite fun. Nice. Well, always get a little I mean that's why Cog is taking a break. He needed to unplug and rest. So same situation. Glad you got a chance to do that for you as well. Travis over there shaking his head. Every so often you do need to rest. Like he's like nope. no rest for the weary, but disagree. No, nah, Travis wants to work till he dies. True. I mean, that, everyone, you're, everyone's you're wrong. Well, I, I'm in the same boat. Typically, it's just you know, I yeah. have to recharge a little. Pandemic. Recharge. Sometimes. Have you been to Japan for work? Like, did you go there for TGS? No, uh, I always oh, try, damn. but uh, but they never. I've never been uh, approved. That, that's a tough. That, that's a tough trip to get, even if you're like in. I've in the been circle. there thrice and never for editorial coverage. Yeah. <laughs> I was there for like advertising work when I worked for IGN's parent company. So yeah, I've been there. This was my second trip. Um, nice. And it was it was nice and easy, slow and. No, I saw your I saw your posts. Looked like you were having a gay old time. Some of us were getting work done, so. Yeah, if, yeah. if I, I have just, any I inclination of how Teddy works, he was already done with all of his stuff and he got to do that because he earned it and probably worked his ass off before he left. So that's my hunch. Yeah. Yes. That Selling is people $1,500 PlayStation 5s. That's how he, mm -hmm. that's how he funded the trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I will say, you're probably, you're, you're very much. Okay. Christopher wow. Sharp. Christopher Sharp is back bro. with the $200 the super chat. Damn. Two in a row, man. You are right. Merry Christmas. Y'all. Thank you for the Texas nod there. Um, but thank you very right. much. We established whoever was speaking gets to hold on to that one. So timing was Dang. apparently. Merry gotta... Christmas on the fifth night of Hanukkah. You infidel. <laughs> um, Christopher Sharp, you are dangerously close to getting your own emoji in the yeah, YouTube I, channel. How do, right? how do I, like, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna we, have to do something. Can we create? There, yeah. Can we do like a? Can we so, get like a? Somebody make a Christopher Sharp holding a bag of money. You know, <laughs> maybe like, maybe like smoking a cigar and having a top hat. I want a Christopher he's got Sharp. A, like a the YouTube uh, Hugh Hefner robe on. Yeah, <laughs> slippers. <laughs> You know, maybe a gold chain. I don't know. What's what's cool? We just need days. a giant animated thing of him like sitting by a fire, you yeah. know, in the robe and everything. Yeah. Just well, yeah. man, thank you very much for the holidays, holiday love and support there. That is absolutely amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I got to shout out the big ones and small ones alike. But yeah, lots of generosity from you in the last week or so. So crazy for sharp. 
that is you just gave to Ebontis how much money I made from IGN this year. I mean, that's that's some, <laughs> those are big bucks right there. That's some real money. It's it's, you're, it's honest it's honest work, Travis. We yeah, it's, it's a thankless job. We, we <laughs> yeah, know. Let's see, twenty five uh, reviews. How much would they have been paying me per review for not enough two hundred dollars? Eight dollars. Eight dollars. Eight dollars a review. <laughs> that would be somebody's like San Francisco nuts. rent must be low these days. <laughs> yeah, exactly the opposite. Uh, um, yeah. Well, quick. Uh, I don't know if you were listening beforehand or whatever, um, but what? Okay, two questions. One. Because I know you mentioned a fifteen hundred dollar PS Five or whatever. Did you see the guy who does like DIY who made like the razor thin water cooled PS Five? Did you see that I, one? I, I haven't seen that one specifically, but I have seen people do like smaller form factor versions of it. Um, and yeah, I, I'm sure Sony will figure this out. But yeah. obviously, the, the the modding community is a lot better at mod, yeah. as a modder. I, I always say the modding community will fix it. Anytime a game studio screws up on something or a product or some kind, the modding community fixes it. That's yeah. just how it works. But that that but one that I saw is too big. It's too big. But like the yeah, one I saw, big. it is like it might be like an inch tall. It is insanely like well crafted and clean. It's just like it is a very clean box setup. So I'll have to find it and send it to you because it's just it's a well done one for sure. I don't want to make this like an Xbox PlayStation thing, but it just really goes to show like the engineering that Xbox put into the, the series X and even the series S too, um, because effectively they're the same. Well, the series X is effectively the same hardware and uh, it's just much smaller. And the, the way they designed it in their cooling form factor is just better and runs cooler too. So um, still ugly though. It is. I mean, they're both ugly. Let's yeah. They're both hideous. Gonna, yeah. I'm not going to both hideous. I mean, if I'm picking which one's more hideous, PS five, because it's so hideous that I don't even want to keep it on my, mantle because it doesn't go with anything else but they're both very ugly machines i mean making so, me making me miss the 360 days yeah i uh when dbrand released their first wave of uh the, the yeah, i've got black panels on mine the, the, the illegal ones that are not rounded ah, uh i have yeah. those nice and i uh i have them sideways i have the console sideways because it just looks so ugly uh, it basically just blends into my my TV stand because I hate looking at it. Um, yeah. wow. A great console, just it looks bad. Yeah. No, the other question I was going to ask you: uh, first couple of um, first few months of the year, what games are you looking forward to? Excited, anxious about anything that's just like you're you're watching in the first couple of months? Um, there was something in, oh, for spoken. I uh, really? I got to uh, actually preview the game at Square Enix right before I went to Japan. Uh, I can't say anything more than that, but uh, you can play the demo. And I'll uh, leave it at that. Yep. But uh, I'm looking forward to that game. Okay. Um, cool. And obviously, Witch Queen, or not Witch Queen, uh, Lightfall. Yep. Um, but uh, I am playing a little catch up this holiday season, too, on some games. I'm going to finally finish Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I still haven't played that. I, yeah, I got to basically the end, and then my save got deleted. Or no, no, uh -huh. no. It didn't get deleted. I'm sorry. It. Um, I had to transfer to the PS5 version, and it doesn't work through psn it's like an in-game oh, yeah. transfer and it didn't work for some reason so i gave up and then i had to record the first mission uh or the first opening for for work and after replaying it i was like oh yeah i definitely i definitely need to uh do this again so uh, uh that teddy gave up on trying to figure out a technical thing on that's how you know you effed up. yeah i was gonna say so, yeah, yeah if he didn't I, figure it, it out you you made it too hard it, so they, they made it 
I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but they made it work basically like the way Minecraft worked for 360 to Xbox One, where you like uploaded your save on the old console and then you downloaded it onto the new console. Sounds right. Yeah. It that. just like wouldn't sync for me for some reason. Mm. And I maybe they fixed it. I haven't tried, but I, I already gave up. I was like, this is this is stupid. Why did you just let me upload it to PlayStation now? Is that a uh, GameCube behind you, by the way? It yeah. is. Yeah. That's my OG GameCube when I was a kid. <laughs> Fully modded. Yeah, I can't tell. Let's go to your, let's go to your, let's go to your dorm, bro. Play some GameCube. Uh, I mean, you probably can't see it, but like down there, I've got like eight consoles that are all hooked up to the same Switch, uh, and it's all hooked up to the TV and my capture PC, which you can. It's down there. Um, we get it. You're another, Yeah, I know. There's another shoe <laughs> rack back there with another eight consoles. I haven't actually set that one up yet. Basically, I have the ability to turn up, press a button on a console, and boot up any game within like sixty seconds. Um, nice. It's for work. Uh, yeah. What's your electrical bill like? Uh, it's not that bad. Well, they're not it's all nice. running at the same time. Yeah, they're not all running at the we same time. And, I, and everything's on a smart plug, too. So I just, uh, you know, I, I just yell the Google command for turn on whatever smart plug is associated with each console. And um, yeah, it's fine. Any internet capable console syncs time anyway when it connects to the internet. So it doesn't matter. And old consoles don't even have the clock on them. Or if they do, it doesn't matter. Like the GameCube. Like, yeah. Who cares? Anything else coming up in the future you're looking forward to besides, of course, Lightfall and Forspoken? Um, I mean, Starfield, I heard you guys talking about that right before I joined, but uh, that's I think that's like a end of year game. Yeah, um, probably. Feels yeah, like I don't, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think it's coming out whatever they said. Um, unironically, I'm actually pretty happy with the DLC for Mario Kart 8. I, I, mm. I would play it regardless of whether I had to do it for work or not. Of course but, you uh, would, yeah. I mean, you, you yeah, do have the uh, framed image. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, but they've, I think they've actually been doing a pretty good job with it, especially this last one. Um, the cadence is a little weird on the release, and it's also kind of like, a, all right, it's here now. Like, they're not really hyping it up or anything, but um, I mean, I think pretty fun. I was going to say for Mario Kart 8, I think they've given it as much life as they possibly can because there's no point in them releasing anything else until they do a new console because it's not going to look or run or have much different. There's no point in them building an entire new game when at some point their next hardware has to eventually release and that's well, so just going to be an early one for that not that the wii u like sold really well but mario kart 8 had like a ridiculous attach rate it was like 60 or 70 percent on that console and then i think up until recently mario kart 8 was the uh highest attach rate for the switch until animal crossing i think dethroned uh, it or maybe it was pokemon i'm not i'm not the reason either of those sure. could have i believe one, that yeah one, one of them finally dethroned it but um yeah, that that game, I mean, the DLC basically doubles the amount of courses. Granted, most of them are like remakes from previous games, but that's fine because they did a lot of stuff. I think what they did mechanically for that game is probably the best, best Mario Kart, and that's probably why they decided not to make a new one. Because Nintendo's whole shtick is like, if you're going to make a new game, we, we in the West, we call it a gimmick, but for them, it's like a mechanic. Like They want a yeah. core idea, and they build the game around it. Um, and I think they probably just couldn't think of a good mechanic, like a new mechanic that would reinvent mario kart and so they just said screw it we'll just make new courses or remake courses because the game is selling well enough anyway and the online community is still really vibrant too which is a good sign because typically nintendo online games just they tank except for splatoon that's like the one exception um they tank immediately so um yeah other than that not really i mean uh honestly i haven't been playing a lot of games even destiny like i i i'm behind on destiny for a week because i was gone um and uh oh bye travis i wonder um, oh, coming back trying to come back and uh yeah so not really not not too much um honestly i'm trying not to like play a lot of games yeah i'm just trying to relax and uh get my life together a little bit new year you know it's good to unplug every so often i mean i've been 
been trying to get more consistent into some cardio just because it's cold and like nice. like a knee's been a little weird. So actually a while back, like a buddy had a rowing machine, but ended up getting like a Peloton. So it was like, we're like, hey, we'll we'll take your rowing because it's like a concept too. It's a good rowing machine. So we have, yeah, I have one of those sitting in my house. I've just been kicking my butt with that for a little while and still trying to lift a little bit at home since our uh, rec center, our community center is like under renovation right now. So uh nice. yeah i mean kind of a nice yeah i mean it's like yeah i'm eating way too many christmas cookies of course so i'm trying to basically balance the equation a little bit but overall it's um yeah it's kind of a good time to reset but yeah the unplug seems like a common theme right now for a lot of people never unplug i will say I'm the one game i'm never fully unplugged well no I'm, are you kidding yeah, neither I'm, am i yeah. yeah like yeah uh no the one thing i will say i'm trying to see if my wife and i can like Set aside some time so we can finish Stackboy because we got about about two thirds through it. If I know there's, I think there's about five worlds or something like that ish. And we got through, so we were playing co-op through most of the whole thing. So just fun game to go through. And Christopher Sharp. Seriously, sir. Are you serious? Monopoly, dude. This legend. PS5 and kids on? fighting for the controller right now. But I don't even know what's happening. Christopher Sharp. The generosity, though, this is ridiculous. Um, wow. Uh, thank you again for another $200 super chat. That is two in the same podcast, and last week was $300. So you're up to a lot of donations there, sir. Um, thank you. We need, a, we need like a, a song, a Christopher Sharp song. We've we got donations. Just... They're from Chris Sharp. <laughs> I got nothing. I don't know where I was going with that. We need we need some sort of song to sing so that one comes in. We all just do the we all do the jig together. The jingle. You, you, you need a jingle. That's we need a we need, a we need a yeah we need a super chat jingle. Okay, you work on the super chat jingle. Christopher Sharp is going to make us come up with a super short super chat jingle. This is going to be fun. This is going to be great. Christopher um, Sharp, you're a legend. Seriously, I'm not e- I'm not even getting that money, and I I feel. Like, I feel loved. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's twice as much as I made at IGN this year. I mean, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's double. Okay, I will, I will say that's probably not true, just so people are not, like, questioning IGN there too much. But, yes. Wait, they, they paid you, Travis? <laughs> yeah, wait, what? Teddy's over there just contracting for, uh, what is it? Um, oh, God, what what did they used to... I'm, I'm trying kidding, to think, by the way, because that wasn't obvious. Oh, I know. Yeah, I was like, you're both yeah. paid totally fine. Yeah, but yeah. no, I'm trying to think, what would they used to for influences? Just like awareness, or they would just pay you and I'm trying to think of the oh, right exposure. word. Exposure. Exposure. Thank you. Exposure. Pay yeah, you an exposure. exposure. Yeah, that's what I was joking. I was, I was trying to think yeah. of the word. So, um, Christopher Sharp, if you keep giving us super chats like that, we're going to have to give you like shares in the, the shares podcast. in the last gonna word be, podcast. Yeah. yeah he's going to be like a 12, he's 12% gonna have a, shareholder. Yeah. yeah 5% shareholder. Every time he donates, it just creeps up another yeah. percent. All of a sudden yeah. he owns the podcast and we report to him every week. So look at me, look at me. I'm the podcast. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the podcast. I am the last word now. <laughs> uh, well, Legend aside, uh, how much have you played with regards to Destiny? We were talking about the dungeon. I don't know if you've had a chance to even experience that yet, or we'll get to the exotic quest yet next, but where are you? Have you done the dungeon? Have you experienced yes, it? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, so I, the first week I, I, I played, I left for Japan um, Monday afternoon, okay. the first week. Um, so I was able to play during the week, and I, I got most stuff done. And then I didn't play all 
the second week except for monday i got back to my house um like monday afternoon so i was, I was able to just kind of do my pinnacles and i didn't really do the story stuff until this week i'm mostly caught up now i just have to do like random challenges so i did do the dungeon i've done it a few times now um nice. so i've got a better baseline of it uh week one i just did it once and was like whatever um i like it it's uh it's a little short i think um but that's fine uh i do think it's a lot easier than the previous dungeons um since the mechanics the wires don't change uh they're static i would have liked to see it like week to week or even every run you know the positions change but maybe that was too hard to, to implement or um i don't know i i kind of feel that some of the feedback from title from uh duality was that the mechanic was a little confusing and a little too hard and um seeing as people are actually paying ten dollars for this i i think they took that feedback and were like let's just make a a much more straightforward mechanic um and so i think it works like by, by the end it, it feels kind of fun to once you kind of know the patterns it it, yeah. it it flows a lot better um and yeah overall i got the loot's cool um i'm happy that none of the weapons are craftable um i think that 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 was just a little too much there's just too much stuff going on with with the crafting um, for yeah and and yeah um I, I i think crafting is the way of the future for destiny but i think they need to rethink how you go about obtaining the the gun um it's just it's too monotonous and they've shown with um there's a returning and now deep stone that the drop rate for these is just absurdly low and uh obviously that's by design to get you to keep playing it but it just seems kind of silly that uh we're kind of doing this monotonous grind when realistically like you don't re unless you're doing a day one raid and you're going for worlds first you you don't need a crafted weapon there's nothing yeah. in the game where an equivalent similar or equal gun non-crafted would would the crafted gun isn't going to outdo that so um I'm, anyway, I'm happy that there, there are no crafted guns in this dungeon. Uh, looking at you, fixed odds and Epicurean. Stupid guns that I sold my soul for. Um, but yeah, overall, I like it. The, I, I love the Rasputin stuff. That's actually one of my favorite motifs in Destiny, and so I'm really happy they're revisiting it. Um, I'm a little bummed the season's short. Um, the secret mission is awesome. I just did it last night. Ooh, nice. uh, I'm curious if that will go away at the end of the season. Okay, or if that, that will... I mean... I guess we can jump into that as well as kind of an idea before we actually talk about the mission is yeah. whether it's repeated content or not, dungeons do tend to stick around. Like this one will probably have its little place on the enclave. You know, Spire is going to have a spot for its rotation. Dungeon rotations aren't going anywhere. You pay for them, that kind of thing. The helm tends to get like just a queen, clean sweep with an expansion. And yeah, we're going exotic mission whole bunch of secrets kind of weekly metroidvania situation gone in 10 weeks like do you guys think it is gonna have that short of a life i'm kind of curious Where, where's the metroidvania situation are you just like the laser doors and the security clearance yeah. stuff inside the yeah the exotic quest operation seraph shield because you get uh like increased security permissions yeah there's in the exoframe there's like upgrades but they just seem they're, they don't even have a currency cost it literally seems just time-based like we'll probably do something next week for the story that lets us get the next one for the laser doors and the week after it seems like we're going to get that and those also seem tied to the catalyst seem to be on very specific tests steps of the weekly quest it'll say like step 43 and then step 50 or whatever is when you get the catalyst so the exotic weapon and its catalyst seem time gated and so do like the laser doors and security clearance yeah um they should make a exotic quests playlist there's so many they could put in there it would be so good 
it would be a goaded playlist because that's like all their best content. Oh, that would be so. Yeah, I mean, if you could, you imagine Whisper, Presage, Zero Hour, uh, Hawk Moon, which was can't remember could the just name be, of that. It could just be we- it could just be weekly rotating. Like it doesn't have to be a true playlist. It could just be like just ones up every, this week. Every, week. every week there's one up, and you can get the exotic that corresponds to that mission. That'd be sweet. Do yeah, it. I. I sort of but understand why they removed Whisper because Io went away, but I never fully grasped why uh, Zero Hour went away because it was in the tower, which is still there. Like oh, I, can, yeah. I can see it. Like canonically, Io is in some random void somewhere. Fine, whatever. I, I can believe that. But the, I'm literally looking at the old tower every time I load into the game. So I feel like uh, that had to tie into when they did some behind the scenes like lighting engine switch because I feel like they've done that with some of the PvP maps as well. They've mentioned that like. We occasionally get a couple of those back when they're, you know, low on the priority list, but make it through. I feel like stuff that was not a planet just wasn't prioritized to be put into the new engine and just hasn't been there. But I mean, yeah, Presage is fantastic mission. That's not there anymore. I mean, there's there's a lot that's not there that could I would love to see that rotate list through, whether it's even if it's just a pinnacle. I don't care. Just the fact that people would get to experience them, I think would be nice. So do you guys think it's gone in 10 weeks? Give me a yay or nay. Yeah. Yes. I think it's gone because okay. they did. They did that with a uh, shattered realm for uh, season of the lost. Now, granted, that season was like five months, but um, those were like hugely developed areas. All three of them that had a lot of different assets and things that were just used for that area, just like this mission. And those went away too. Like the shattered realms. Is that what you said? Yeah, shattered yeah. realms. Um, and so I think it's the same, same, same thing. Which is unfortunate if that is the case, but they haven't actually said so. Um, well, that's what kind of gets into, and we haven't said it yet, but it's like some of this is reused assets. I mean, we have yep. the orbital station, we have a spacewalk situation, which you can almost go back to the very beginning of the spacewalk. I was exploring, I played with Jarv for just a little bit, and he was like, Oh, let's go see what's down here. And we jumped almost all the way back to the start of the DSC jumping puzzle. So if you want to get a little lost, you can, there's nothing back there. But yeah, it's like a lot of that stuff is still there. So that's when it comes to the question of here's an exotic mission with reused assets. Not completely, but some. But it is gone in 10 weeks. So that's where it kind of gets to this debate of when you get something like this, but it has a short window, do the developers get the option to reuse other things to make things happen a little bit quicker? Are you guys okay with that idea that kind of a cool mission, but some reuse stuff, but it has a short life? Or do you guys feel, you know, this... Still doesn't. Do you feel it's okay or not? I guess that's a better way to start. I think it's okay. Uh, yeah, to me, it's not like super special because you can still do the Deepstone Crypt raid, and it has pretty much everything that's in this. It's just sort of a different format and flow to it. Um, but yeah, I think it makes sense. I mean, if you're trying to churn out content as quickly as possible, it makes sense to reach back into your pool, grab mechanics you already created, setting you already created all the same assets and kind of throw together some new activity and then let people enjoy it for a little bit and then get rid of it to clear the way for something new. Um, My preference of course would be that it's brand new content, never before seen new mechanics, all that stuff, but that's hard to do, especially on a, uh, on a, if you're only going to have it in the game for 10 weeks. So I think it's probably a good compromise solution and I enjoyed it. I ran through it on my own uh this week um 
I have, I have to say, I don't really understand the whole, hey, you get the exotic, now craft the exotic thing. That was super perplexing to me. It was like... Yeah, I ended up with up, two. But, that but, was I, but I have the exotic. Why am I crafting it? I, I don't really understand what the purpose of that is. Yeah, I, I feel get like that really was almost like it. a weird bug in the drop. Because, yeah, it was yeah. like I had two. And then you go like, yeah, you walk get around one. the corner of the relic and talk to it and you're done. But it's like, why do I have two? And they're both crafted. Yeah. It wasn't, I, I get that we're going to be reshaping it later, but I don't get why we had to shape it initially. Uh, you didn't, you didn't have to, you could just reshape it, but it wasn't clear on that. Oh. So like I, I, I reshaped oh. mine because once, the, once you extract the, the pattern you just reshape it and that counts the, as the, the, the oh, quest okay. said shape the weapon. Yeah. So oh, I actually, the, just, I, the, the, the quest text said shape the weapon because That's... I was like, really, I'm not, I'm not going to reshape it. I'm going to shape it. So then I shaped it and then it was like, cool, good. You did it. You got, oh, okay. you got the weapon. And then I had two of them. And that so, makes yeah, more weird. sense if it was just worded poorly or something like that. So it, was... it wasn't poorly. It was wrong. Yeah. It should have said reshape. It yeah. said shape. Reshape the sure. weapon. And yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, the mission in and of itself, honestly, I would like to see it stay because if Deepstone Crypt is going to be in the rotation still, they should go plot that thing onto the Europa map. Kind of. I don't know if they give you the buff or just make lasers not hurt too bad or make all the lasers timed or something and leave it there because it is basically here's how you do the Deepstone Crypt raid mechanics so you understand. It's like an introduction to DSC. So I think it should stay just for an information of how to do the raid. Like this is the perfect raid introduction mission. And if it goes away, I, I'm like... I did like that. I hope they do that in future like storylines. Like I could imagine like the the story for Lightfall introducing mechanics that are going to appear in the raid for Lightfall. I think that would be cool. But, you know, the problem with Deepstone Crypt is it's sort of, it's done already. They came up with the explainer mission too late. Yeah, <laughs> that, it's that two years too two late, years right? Old yeah. now. So I really, I just, I, I'm with I'm with you. I get the sentiment of it, but I feel like it, it doesn't really make sense now. And, you know, they can get rid of it. It was also weird just to, I did that raid 82 times to get. Yeah, the I knew you so weren't going to be my, so thrilled. My relationship with that is not super positive. So and on one hand, it was like, OK, cool, I'm coming back. But on the other hand, I was like, oh, God damn, I did not want to have to go back and, and you know, gain the scanner uh, ability again. But it was cool. God, they really reused the assets, though. I boss from beyond light right it was the one of the bounty hunts that you kill oh yeah it's um is the, main the guy, one who got right? the final one who kind of yeah the yeah. post i will say it was cool that we surrendered i thought that that was all super yeah fun and that was kind of unique getting kidnapped by pirates when you replay i have not had dialogue though outside of the first run through so i don't know if that's a weird little like i had it the first time and i go back and it's just like silence the whole time so when you're going through and you surrender and then you go in there and you're hanging out with your weapons for a second it was like hey i'm just getting the transmat coordinates you'll have your weapons in a couple seconds nothing so hopefully that gets fixed you actually get a hearing of what's going on but yeah it's like i like the idea of explaining raid mechanics but then if you make this mission and don't keep it that's going to be kind of unfortunate because they basically made a raid tutorial it's like preservation for vow the disciple but it's just if it goes, it should just move. That's that's my vote. If they get if they get the chance, they should just move it. Um, give us a give us an exotic mission playlist, Bungie. That'd be super cool. Yeah, I feel like that would be be a nice thing to have. Uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, not crazy difficult. I did the solo flawless for the triumph on legend, so I just knocked out like five triumphs at the same time. Um, it's not that bad. It's 1580. Now, I will say this brings up a completely different discussion. 
on Legend difficulty, it has it might be called metal, I think, because it's messing with your light level. Basically, it's contest. It says 1580 in your contest at 1580 on Legend. And then recently with the Battlegrounds for Heist Battlegrounds, it's like, hey, everything is five power levels above where you are. So it tends to feel kind of difficult. Do you guys feel this is them kind of testing and feeling out the waters to mess with the power level structure with Lightfall? Because the reason I say that is because I feel with each expansion, we get a large systems level change, whether it's crafting then we got like the subclasses, whether it's, you know, we got random rolls with Forsaken. We got champions with Shadowkeep. Beyond Light with Stasis obviously was pretty big. But I was like, we get some substantial system level change. Do you guys think they actually are going to mess with the light level system in Lightfall? Do you think they're flirting with that with these modifiers or, modifiers, or is it a way to just kind of set their difficulty for the stuff they wanted? Just kind of a way to get around it. God, I hope they do, but I, I don't anticipate it. I think it's long overdue. I think people are really sick of the power grind. I know I am like I, the thing about me is I've never engaged with the power grind because I don't care about uh, master grandmaster nightfalls. And that's pretty much the one thing that you really have to get to max for, but th they should get rid of that. Um, I think they could easily keep the artifact leveling in place. If they really care about leveling, I think that's a better system than having to swap out all your armor and weapons every season. But personally, I would be happy with them to increase the power level yearly and then just leave it in between seasons. Cause the seasonal I, stuff I was is about ridiculous. to say the same thing. So, yeah. It's like, and I, and I would be okay with them getting rid of the artifact leveling. Cause it kind of makes the entire, like what is your power level arbitrary and meaningless because it's determined by, how much time you put in years and how much time you put into it. Yeah. It's really yeah. weird. And also some people do that thing where they like run into lost sectors a million times to get their seasonal level to like 400 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it just seems, it seems uh, completely pointless. And I, I, I get that they want to create a hamster wheel for the people who want it. But I think the problem is then you, you make all the people who aren't willing to do it. Well, you make the people who are willing to do it irritated and the people who aren't willing to do it are less likely to engage with your content because they're just like, ah, it's like an extra barrier of entry. Like why bother? Um, and the fact that like, I know people who would be happy to do grandmaster nightfalls. I would probably have done more nightfalls, but the people invite me and I'm like, well, a, I don't want to do it because those are stupid, but B, even if I did, you know, there's too light that I'm missing, you know, cause my boots aren't you know, high enough power. And so it's like, you know, how, how much time am I, am I going to commit just to play this activity? I don't want to do anyway for a seal. I don't need and weapons that I'm probably not going to use. So I, I don't really understand. Yeah. Grandmasters the, are a head scratcher to me because they set contests anyway. So whether you're 1595 or 1625, it doesn't matter once you get to the level cap. So it could be a 1550 activity or they could just say, here's your light, like, you know, set it up as, what would this season be? If you're going to do Grandmasters, you should probably be 1580, make a contest. And yeah, you can go in there at 1580. If you got loadout for it, then cool. If you don't, then it's probably going to be a bit of a struggle, but there's no reason you need to invest the time. Again, we've talked about yeah. engagement. We know so many things they set up for engagement matrix. We've actually seen GDC discussions where they have percentages of drop and weekly logins and all those things. They track all of that data. And it seems like quite a few decisions are based around... How much engagement a player is going to have? Why do we have a weekly story? Why do we have 
a weekly thing so often in this game to get people to come back every week. But somebody who can log in and do the weekly story in about an hour over the course of seven hours over seven weeks, you're not going to be even remotely near anything like a grandmaster. But again, if people just can't get to it for time, I think I hope that's I'm with you. I hope something like that is going to be made more accessible to more people because if you're just like, hey, if you have a decent loadout, even though you haven't put in as much time, you can access this. Access this. Because it's really annoying, it's like, also, one day before the season ends, you're like, cool, I can do Grandmasters. On the next day, I can't. And I'm like, yep. It's also just weird that, like, to me, the barrier of entry to should you be doing Grandmasters is can you actually complete Grandmasters? Yeah. Because that content is extremely inaccessible. You really have to be like a try hard at destiny to even do that stuff or, you know, just playing super heavily into the meta. And so it's like, what is the purpose of the level gate? Anybody doing that activity is already the hardcore yeah. to the hardcore. Like I don't even do that stuff. And I've got like 8,000 hours in destiny or whatever. Um, so I, I, it, that kind of weirds me out uh, to be honest. And also you could just do like contest mode. And make everybody's power arbitrarily twenty below or ten below or whatever number oh, yeah. it is. It doesn't need to. It doesn't need to. They don't need to hit a certain level for you to give them that challenge. It's it's all arbitrary. So right. it's weird. I didn't want to talk about comp. Maybe I maybe I need to do that later. Yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. We'll save that. Save it after we get done with all this. I wanted to ask Teddy though. Where are you at in just kind of the idea of one? If this thing's going away in two weeks, but two just. Are these modifiers leading to something maybe for a lightfall change or le leveling change? Um, you're referring to the mission going away? Uh, well, question? the mission going away, do you think that's where do you stand on that? And then also now we got the two modifiers this season that kind of make most light level tend to be irrelevant. Um, I I hope the mission stays and I I feel like it might because it's in a completely separate area and the assets are already in the game with Deepstone. Um, to try, I kind of agree with everything Travis said. Like, I'm okay with getting missions like or getting missions that use reuse assets if they're kind of creative with it. And I think this this is a really good example of that. Yep. Um, we'll see how I feel once I've done it for ten weeks, and then. <laughs> uh, but overall, I enjoyed it. Anyway, uh, the light level stuff. Uh, I, Bungie has a tendency to. Um, how do I phrase this? They they will introduce a. I'll call it tech, like a core tech typically in uh, an expansion. So for example, in Witch Queen, they introduced the idea of the payload. That's like a new tech that they built. Uh, and then they used it for other things. Uh, they used it for the raid. They used it for uh, PSYOPs, Battlegrounds. Um, and they used it for uh, last season for the other expeditions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't I want to talk about that. Um, so like they'll, they'll build the tech out and then, yeah. And then uh, they'll, they'll use it in different places throughout the year. And, and they, because I'm assuming their budgets are so limited with seasons, they, they get, Sometimes they get really creative with how they use existing assets and existing tech, and then sometimes they don't. And typically, when they don't, that's the seasons that were like this kind of isn't fun. Um, so I think with, and then on the other side of the spectrum, they will when it's not like a major fundamental change, uh, they will introduce a concept early on, like a season or two before the expansion, to sort of gauge how it will work or maybe get data on it. Not that we're like pervy to this at all because they'll never tell us. Uh, unless after the fact, which is pretty rare. Uh, so I think with this level modification thing, um, I think it's them kind of filling out the waters and testing like, oh, can we make a system um, or, or sort of to validate what they've already been working on to see if, if what they what they have currently for Lightfall is 
is working. They, they tend to do that too, where they'll they've already created something, but they want to sort of validate that it might work, and so they'll give us like a little sprinkle of of the mechanic or tech, and then uh, introduce it in Lightful. So I, I do think light leveling is going away because honestly, that's probably the biggest pain point of Destiny, and it's it's still a holdover from the original game, uh, Taking King more so because that's that's where the modern leveling came from. Yeah. Um, I think fundamentally, Infusion is a flawed system. Uh, it always has been from the very beginning. But I've been sort of like messing a, with that a lot it, recently. Yeah, it's it's, it's a necessary evil in in a, in a weird way uh, because of how the game is structured, and so, so I think they pigeonholed themselves, and so now they're probably trying. To, I'm assuming they're trying to get themselves out. If my theory is correct, uh, so I hope that the leveling does go away, and maybe it's just the artifact. Maybe the artifact doesn't involve leveling anymore. I assume it probably will because they, they want that carrot, that infinite carrot that you're chasing, because that's how they get their engagement. But um, yeah, for me, like. I'm just so over getting 10 power a season. I, I was honestly hoping this season that they were just going to be like, all right, you don't have to level up 10 levels again because the season is shorter and we're not having as much content and whatever, whatever right? And then, that, you know, I, I logged in and it's like, all right, here's another 10 levels. Oh, you got to get to plus 15 to do your GMs. And I'm like, I just don't, I just don't care anymore. Like, yeah. I, I'll get it naturally because I, I play enough, uh, but I'm not like actively uh, trying to hit max level because if there isn't a raid, the only thing that matters for max level is is, is the new raid. Um, you'll be able to do a legend dungeon anyway uh, at some point during the season, and even if you're not, you just do it the following season. Um, and master raids, you typically do the season they launch. If you don't, you're kind of like shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, so yeah, and GMs are the only thing. But to your point, I've been saying this for years. Uh, they already gate me in GMs on my level. So what's the point of having to? make me get to a certain level to be able to then be downgraded while I'm playing the GM. Just let me enter the GM at any level. Cause Tra Travis nailed, nailed it on the head. It's the, the, the gate to enter the GM shouldn't be my level. It should be, and I do it yeah. and then just let me do it. Um, but I'm guessing they're probably afraid of player perception of the, uh, I'm sure they have data on like if players fail an activity, uh, they quit the game and then don't come back. And that's, I'm assuming that's probably what they're looking at. I'm, also, I don't know for sure. No, it's like that, that's actually probably a very interesting thought, but it probably makes perfect sense because I was like, I hate the concept that that is what would hold them back and limit to say, hey, just because we're worried that if you're not like hardcore into this game, you're really invested, you've spent enough time where you finally get into this and you know it's going to be difficult as opposed to here's this thing. It pops up like 40 modifiers and it, and it says, like, in a giant warning box, this is difficult. And it says Grandmaster Nightfall, and you go in and you die and people quit. For one, those people need to suck it up a little bit. I'm sorry. But, like, if something's that tough and you die, guess what? How many times did I get killed fighting in any of the Elden Ring bosses? Just because I was like, oh, nope. That's it. I'm done. That De was... Destiny if, players if, just if, aren't if like that, that, though. If, if that's their logic, though, Teddy... If if that's Bungie's logic that the I just want to preface again. This, this is my theory. This is not I know, I'm saying that. I'm saying I, based on your theory. I, so I, I, I see a little rebuttal. bit in there. Here's the, my rebuttal to that theory, which I think I think cannot possibly be true. Because where else in anywhere in Destiny are guardrails for new players? Literally anywhere. Go ahead. Story cutscenes, seasonable catching up. The I mean, the, I'm not all saying all the new stuff. player experiences are good, but if you are like, I, I know, hey, I know. But if you could I'm, solo I'm kick off like a GM at 1550. Those guardrails don't exist anywhere else, though. Like even in Crucible, it doesn't let you click one button. And then if you're alone in your fire team, do, you know, solo fire team matchmaking. You have to click the small button next to it. 
that is harder to see. And that if you're a new player, there's definitely no way that you know that's a thing, which is yeah. why so many people enter the group playlist. Grandmaster Nightfall, you have to go to a submenu of a submenu and then select a specific setting, you know, and then they could, if they really want to put a guardrail on it, you rather than doing an insane level cap that takes a really long time to a lot of playing to do it. I never hit it right every season. I never hit it because I just don't care enough. Um, you could just require a fire team. That's a huge barrier of entry that keeps people. People complain all the time about raids and about trials of Osiris and some of the barriers of entry there uh, because you have to have a, a full team to play it. Uh, and I, I think that that's an easy way to do it too. So I, I, that really, I, I don't think that that is their, uh, their reasoning there, but if it is, God, I mean, they, is such they, a they bad kind reason. of, they kind of do this already throughout the game and a smaller scale. And I'll give you two examples. So non-legend content, um, or master content, I should say, uh, every season doesn't increase in level. So like, for example, King's Fall on normal difficulty is easier this season than it was last season because we're just, our baseline power is higher. So if you've been playing even casually, theoretically it should be easier. And that applies to the dungeon as well. And then all master content increases uh, with, with the season. And so that's for us, right? It's to basically, uh, quote unquote, give us a, a challenge. So I think that's sort of their way of um, balancing it and ensuring that the, I'll say the casual, but I don't mean that in a condescending way. Uh, player has an easy out later on if they've just been playing normally. Um, the second thing, uh, which I totally blanked on, and I'm forgetting what I was going to say, uh, was that they... Um, ah, shit. Uh, they like to... Never mind. I totally forgot my train of thought. Yeah, that's right. What? But no, okay, right. so... I've been racking my brain for a while on this as well. And I've been wondering, it's like, as, as I said, one day you can, I'm high enough to do a GM next day when my artifact resets and the pinnacle grinds up there. I can't this season specifically. We have six weeks where GMs are going to be available and you literally get to see each one, six weeks, like for one a week, just cause it's such a short season. So for one, it's a short season. As you said, you're like, okay, so maybe this season they won't have to do it, or maybe the pinnacle won't be as much, but they're stuck in that cycle, so they have to. But again, it is so arbitrary. You have to get plus 15 on your artifact, then you gotta do your pinnacle grind, because it's like plus 25, right, from your from the power cap? So if it's like 1580, uh, it'll be, what, 1605? Yes, you need to hit pinnacle cap and then 15 on the artifact, or... 25, which artifacts. is crazy. Yeah, you, but, you, need, yeah. you need 25 light, basically, or power. And your uh, gear matters second more, point. so... It's um if if you're a new light player, uh, I recently had some friends of friends who's picked up the game because everyone's been talking about it, and uh, in fact, actually, they read your review, Travis, for Witch Queen, and that convinced them to pick up everything. Um, and they've been playing, and to our surprise, as veteran players, they literally can't do anything that we can do. So we're like, oh, let's go play the new dungeon. And it's like, oh no, can't play the new dungeon. You got to do the story. Uh, okay, let's do the story. Oh no, can't can't do that because you got to do this. Like, and so. I wouldn't call them guardrails. It's more, I think, of a, just a limiting factor because the game does a terrible job of explaining anything to you in terms of mechanics and how it works. But they can't play with us. Like, not, I'm not even talking a GM or like a, a high level content. Just a, like a normal dungeon or or even a nightfall. It doesn't. It won't. Well, I don't know about the nightfall, but I'm assuming it, it just won't let them uh, enter it. And I, I guess I still... after a little bit of playing, that allows them. But it's just silly to me that. Um, uh, that they, they do that but yeah. my point is that like they do have these 
sort of weird design choices in place that the only reasoning I can think of that they would do that is to basically make sure the perception of a new player, like they don't feel like they're failing because if they're failing, they're more likely to turn the game off and then not come back. And I'm sure they have that data of the amount of people that just turn the console off and never logged in ever again. And, and that might be an alarming stat for them, which is why they do what they do sometimes. Again, it's just a theory. I don't know. I don't have the numbers. No one's talked to me about this. Um, but that's how I feel watching the player base sort of uh, or, or a non-informed player experience the game versus an informed player. Yeah, it's like it's. This is why I think it is such a pain point for everybody, whether it's a veteran player, whether it's a new player. The new player experience needs love. But as I was saying to somebody in chat, I think eight years into the franchise, when your last like Lightfall is coming up. The priority of making the new light experience, they're doing Guardian ranks next year, which is this like kind of progression of how much how many different things have you done in the game? Something like that's coming. I'll be curious when we see it, um, how in-depth it is. And it kind of gives you an idea of like, hey, you did a Nightfall. OK, now you can do one on a higher difficulty. Hey, here's this Grandmaster thing that might be sitting out there. And there may be steps that kind of guides you to work through. But in general, the story I've heard, you could log in and see five different cinematics or just different cinematics of what you're doing, not have a clue where you're at. So, like, the new player experience is not polished, to say the least. But at this point, I think everybody's just so tired of it. It's like, okay, you got to hit 1605 this, this season. It's like, well, what if Travis is in there just grinding comp, having a blast doing comp? Somebody's like, hey, do you want to do a GM? There's actually a pretty good weapon in here for you. I haven't spent enough time stacking all these crazy bounties, so I cannot. And that just, even though I've played 250 hours of comp this season, like I've reset my, you know, Shaq's Crucible rank like three times just from all that stuff, but you can't do anything else. I feel like the, I, w when you said it, there's this weird, like tiny little piece of me that's like, oh my God, I hope it's not that. That I hope that it's like, and that's the thing. It's like, I hope there's not this thing that like, if you don't inspit, if you don't spend 200 hours in our game in a season, then GMs are going to be something so difficult. It's going to make you turn off. And that's why we put the barrier up. There's a tiny me that worries. That's it. But most of me hopes it's not that because if it is, I had say in my theory, also a very bad idea, but there's a little piece of me that's, I could see a tiny piece of that being true. But on the other side, it's like, this is the point where it's like, it just keeps coming up over and over. And we've had all this stuff at this point. But I think we're starting to see things like champions. There's no champions on the legend difficulty of the exotic mission. They're not in there. We have the heist battlegrounds. The Are they in the master dungeon? I figured they were going to yeah, be in there. Overload, no, of course. I figured that was what it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but the heist battlegrounds, while you do see some champions in there, we also have the death tongue choristers. Those are another elite enemy that's like flashing at you. It's like you need to focus this one um but it's not a champion so they're flirting with something we've got the tormentors coming next season which look cool be curious how threatening they are but again they're they're flirting with things that are not champions because i think this feedback that again it could take them six months to a year to take feedback but get it into the development cycle of things that are actually like coming through so i'm hoping a lot of the continued feedback we've had over light leveling not going to be a thing that's going to affect a season because seasons are they're small and you're not going to see big system level changes, but man, I'm crossing my fingers. We some, see some kind of update for light level and lightfall because we are long overdue and all the stuff you guys are saying, there are so many other ways to fix it, especially. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you, Travis. I think you get a big expansion. We're like, okay, cool. Next season in lightfall, we're going to be 1800. And then in final shape, we're going to be 2000. Hey, hey nice. Right? And, huh? uh, that's 
they used to do. The seasonal grind is relatively new. I mean, when Destiny Two launched, they were just doing uh, well. They had like updates. they had fifty at one point. Then they took it away, and then they brought back the ten. Yeah. <laughs> so they've been all over the place yeah. on it, and they haven't quite figured it out. And I'm, I would, I would be cool with the expansion, and then these difficulty modifiers during the seasons. And if you and you know the artifact, I honestly don't love that. Again, it's time for your level. It doesn't do anything because it gets reset. And I think that's one of those things when it comes to Destiny having a long-term investment. Investing into your time and then seeing that number drop at the end of a season sucks. Just, it's not a good feeling for anything that you invest in and then it's stripped away. So it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. they've invalidated progress, it, it's always felt bad. Yeah. And that's that's a really good example. Hey, E, is, uh, is Cog gone next week? Yeah, he is. We should do... We should get uh, my buddies Brandon and Paul, who just started the game this season. Oh, I'm show. happy to talk to them if you can get it worked Dude, out. Yeah, honestly, talking to them is hilarious. Uh, there might be, there might, we might need to lift the Language. embargo on cursing on that episode. Well, I will give a warning up front. Give me five minutes, uh, and then we can we can get into the fun chats. But I mean, it would be interesting. Have them on. Yeah, some random guys who just started playing the game and have thoughts because it's like it's such a funny experience. I would love to do that episode next week. Might be um, an interesting week for that because like we've got the exact mission now. I don't think anything besides story would happen next week. So that's probably yeah. If you work it out, we'll figure it out. Yeah, he's there in the comments. He says he's down to do it. So that's Brandon Strassner there. He uh oh yeah. He's one of, oh, he's one been of the talking guys. like crazy. Yeah, yeah. He has a lot of thoughts. He's very <laughs> into the game. Has sort of an addictive personality when he gets into things. It's like, if you but, want to uh, hear a new player semi rage in parentheses while also praising, I'm happy to join. Yeah, we'll see if we can work that out next week. I'll let Travis figure it out, but we can do that. But yeah, it's like be- I, I, th- I'm, I'm hoping they haven't told us much about Lightfall. We know Neo Muna and Strand. Most and we saw the guardian rank system, but there's there's going to be some systems that we don't know about yet, and I'm hoping hoping we can figure something like the, they they figure something out with the light level grind, the annual versus seasonal something. I don't know because it does feel time. I'm, I'm your boy is nervousy. I, I know boy is nervous. I mean, we're going to get through the seasonal story in like seven weeks, and then we're going to have five weeks of like lightfall hype and build up. So. It's got to start coming sooner or later. <laughs> it feels like. Uh, but yeah, we've got a dungeon this season. Pretty solid. I mean, yeah, we had a reused boss, but like Galron was a reused. We've had a lot of reused bosses in dungeons. They're kind of a frequent thing, even if they have like. I know, that's the thing is we don't even criticize them for it anymore because we're so expectant that it's just going to be a dumb repeat of a boss. Yeah, that's what so like, really bothers me. So we've seen those, but again, they have a little twist of how the mechanics are. So this one, you got to connect all the wires, get the four. Yeah, you do shoot the boss in the same way, but getting to the boss damage phase is done different. Same with duality. Um, we got an exotic mission this season. We have a pretty solid story going on right now with Rasputin. I don't know if you guys caught like Bife's video of the Spire of the Watcher. Um, they're talking about kind of the AI that was sitting out there. And then it was kind of doing a scan in, say, the Andromeda galaxy if that's right i think that's one of the closest stars i forget um but it's like scanning the andromeda galaxy for habitable planets that are twenty five thousand light years away and who knows if you could do cryosleep or who knows what but if you could get there theoretically and then all of a sudden it's like there are 300 possible planets and then real-time update there are 29 possible planets and then there's an anomaly so it's like the pre-collapse almost historic like kind of timeline and it's this like watcher ai 
They got to learn about, hey, something in another galaxy is probably experiencing the witness and the pyramid ships in this anomaly, kind of like we saw before. And we're like working on rebuilding Rasputin. I still feel like Clovis is going to screw us at some point. We still haven't seen, you know, Mara very much, but I'm loving her dialogue where she just gives Clovis a hard time. We've got Keitel. We've got Mithrax that are in some cinematic somewhere. This season you know is like just say, so far pretty can great. I, can I can I counterbalance the the Mara love with some Mara hate by just saying, Bish? You just literally just let yourself get yoked by the by the witch queen, okay? In the most obvious the god and of stupid cunning. way possible. The god of cunning just like destroyed you. So maybe let's like take it down a couple notches with like the I'm awesome, you know, attitude. Like like you 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 kind of got chumpatized a little bit there. So let's just let's just let's just cool it. All right. I mean, in Hashtag fairness, Clovis stands. Clovis stands. Clovis stands. I, I do forget. I so last week, by the way, I joked in the middle of the podcast. I was like, hey, if there's an artist who hears this, can you please make art of Travis, like just professing his love or whatever it was to Clovis Bray. And bef- like, I swear five minutes after the- we were doing our post show, like offline, we were chatting and I got tagged in the tweet and the artist, I got to, I, I don't have it specifically. I would have to go look up the tweet again. Uh, but I saved the picture and it is amazing because somebody did the Fantastic. art of Clovis Travis with the black tie hanging out. And you're like, that was so good. <laughs> it was beautiful. The art last week uh, was amazing. I shared it on Twitter. So if you didn't see it, I'll, I've got the picture yeah. saved. But here I, uh, yeah, that, I found that, uh, it. That needs to be my uh, my profile picture on Twitter. I, I forgot to change it, but I was I was I, playing. I on was it. being serious. If you don't hang that in your house the next time I'm there, I'm I'm just gonna leave. Uh, like I expect that to be I'll get like it. on uh, and the I'll get, I'll get a frame. You. I'll get a frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good one. Yeah, yeah that'd that be was... interesting. Please, can I request that somebody, if they're an artist, not do art of me loving Gambit as somebody in the comments suggested? Please do not do that. That would be <laughs> sacrilegious. Yeah, no, no, none of I'll that. I'll take Clovis. I actually yeah. like Clovis, but. We've got interaction with characters. The voiceovers feels a lot more interesting this time because you do have dialogue between so many different characters that we've got. And it feels like the characters are of, you know, cause like Mithrax and Ido, while the discussion is interesting, they don't have the weight. I feel of like a Clovis and Amara or Elsie and Anna even feel like they have more weight to them than say Mithrax. Now Mithrax could be important later on and Ido is kind of cool, but last season versus this season, Three weeks in, it's night and day, the way the story feels this time around. So I'm like, I am thoroughly enjoying the season. Yeah, we're going to get to the end of the season. We're going to have five weeks of downtime, but it's going to be short. But it's like they've preloaded the season pretty heavily right now. I don't know if you guys have been baking any cookies or don't care about the dawning, but uh, it's been a fun three weeks so far. I will say that. I think it's been it's been a pretty good start at least so far we'll get to the pain points and looking at GMs and am I high enough on all that stuff later? But right now I will say they kicked the season off really strong personally. Where are you guys at so far? I've liked it a lot more than I've liked other seasons. Um, you know, I griped about the dawning for like an hour and a half last episode, but you know, that that's sort of just normal frustration with destiny that I think we all have from some, from time to time. But in general, um, this season's impressed me a little bit. Uh, the exotic missions cool. The the dungeon has been has been a lot of fun to do and redo. Um and uh comp, which I think I'm gonna take this opportunity to talk about because it's the main thing I've really been enjoying this season, um, is great. 
I I uh I got my first promotion series uh this week. Oh. I, well, I I got dropped into gold three, which I think is the highest you can get initially, and yep. and I have been just sort of grinding my way up it since. Um, and it's great. I mean, uh, I think it's I've been seeing some some stuff online about people complaining about connection uh, matchmaking. The connection is sometimes not great. I haven't really experienced a little bit, a lot of that myself, but I understand that when you introduce new factors into matchmaking, it's going to impact other factors of matchmaking. And I just want to say out there, the people that are saying, you know, connection-based ma- matchmaking is better to skill-based matchmaking, they're not mutually exclusive. They're, they both should be important factors when you're deciding on who you're going to matchmake somebody with. And so I think, at least in my experience, I think that it's, it, it, it's working for me mostly right now. I understand that there are some issues that has to probably do with player base of Destiny in general right now and, and uh, the fact that this matchmaking system is still very new. But I applaud them for implementing it. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. I want to get to platinum or whatever it is. I just haven't had really enough time to play. Um, but I want to play more. Um, and uh, I think the only thing they're missing is given rewards. If you could give, yeah. if there was something I got from reaching platinum, an emote or something, I would be playing a lot more. Because right now it's sort of a casual interest. It's like, oh, I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. I'll work my way up. I don't know when. Um, but I, I want to. Uh, I want to get there. So. Anyway, I'm really enjoying the season so far. And I think part of that is that I'm not playing it a ton. You know, as I always say, my goal is to not hate Destiny. And so I'm playing it a little bit every week, doing some Crucible comp where I live and uh, and not not killing myself grinding, which is which is great. I mean, it's the right time for that. Oh, what about you, Teddy? Where are you at so far? Uh, I like it so far, especially because I think the last two seasons were pretty weak, um, both in terms of story and um, the actual content and grind. I think I was the, like, the, how the, is your? Season, I was going to ask you how your triumph grind is going. Um, I well, I, I today actually, I'm finally going to sit down and like actually start to go for triumphs because I was more focused on getting my pinnacles out of the way and then also the challenges because I was behind on everything. Uh, so tonight, uh, that's kind of where I'm starting at, but I've been getting them kind of casually. Uh, Dawning is whatever. Um, I think it's the best event, honestly, because it's the only event where you just play the game yeah. and you just get the stuff. And then I don't really have to participate with it until the final week where I, it's just, all right, go bake a thousand cookies and turn stuff in. Um, for that reason, I like it. I don't I don't mind it. And the rewards are pretty good. So that's that's a plus. Yeah, um, if you get an avalanche with um, subsistence and incandescent, it's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the seasonal triumphs aren't that bad. Um, I I didn't I haven't like thoroughly looked at them, but uh, just skimming them yesterday for the first time really, uh, I didn't see any like super egregious ones. Um, I think the title for the dungeon is fine too. It's it's easy. Um, am I missing anything? I haven't touched comp yet. Uh, that that's sort of on my like in a week or two list of things to do once I get a, a crew that's around my SBMM uh, to to run it um i have heard some complaints i have heard the connection complaints but i've also seen a lot of similar complaints to d1 and even early d2 where the sbmm is kind of tweaked in such a way that like i can't there's certain friends i can't play with because they're better than me um and as a result it just ends up being a poor experience for for the two of us so i need to find people that are like around my my level which is fine i think that's their intention and and they they want it to be like that so um i'll reserve judgment for when i hate myself after playing like four games but um I'm I'm just not a PvP player, but overall I'm doing I'm doing this story. like I said. Rasputin is my favorite motif in Destiny. Uh, I think it's the most complex and the actual most like 
thought-provoking aspect of destiny and i say that like loosely because nothing in destiny is actually that like deep or thought-provoking but the fact that it deals with like an existentialist ai that you're trying to like it's trying to understand humanity i think that's that's a cool concept um even if it's like pretty surface level stuff um i am glad that characters are finally coming together and we're sort of after two seasons of basically nothing important happening uh we're sort of getting this culmination um or at least hopefully that's 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 my hope but yeah i'm just taking it easy i'm not i'm not grinding super hard because I mean, there's not too much to do it's just for me it's just catch up since i was gone a, a week but yeah I, I give it a solid solid thumbs up <laughs> it's it's better than the last two that's that's fair and i think so what was it haunted and then every haunted was definitely mixed bag on kind of stuff going on in there. We got duality, kind of cool, but definitely had some bugs for a very long time. Last season, King's Fall was a refresh, so the seasonal stuff also pretty light. And then this one is just exotic mission, dungeon, stories hitting, lots of characters, uh, heist battlegrounds. We got difficulty. I think that's one thing that honestly, like when I go to a heist battleground, I don't just be like, oh, I got to go do another expedition run so I can open the chest at the end. I got to be like, all right, so we got five. So I got to make sure I bring a couple champion weapons. When that death on Chorister comes up, I got to focus up, make sure and like nail them down. There are a couple things that the difficulty does and the death on Chorister, because when you get suppressed, it sucks. If like your team doesn't help you and you get suppressed, you're like, oh man, it's going to take way too long to kill this guy. So I just dump heavy, super grenades, everything I can into that guy every time. Um, but it just makes me a little more active in the playlist. And I, I kind of like that. Like I kind of like, sometimes you die. Sometimes you're like, okay, yep. I got, I get smacked in the face. The Europa shrieker room is just for whatever reason, that seems like the worst of the three boss rooms. Like the night's not too bad. Um, and then the fall or the scorn one's not too bad, but that shrieker room, for whatever reason, there's just a lot of open space and a lot of stuff that shoots you. That one always feels, but they all feel pretty good. Like playing the new exotic mission on legend. I got the solo flawless in like four runs, the new dungeon. I'm like just probably a little patience and I'll get my solo flawless in there, but we're close. But I feel like everything that's been delivered while you're seeing reused assets from Deepstone crypt and the exotic mission, we've got a reused boss in the spire, but I mean, it's still one of those where you can see the spire you're going to, you go down in, we got a chicken boss and it's, and while it does feel like a slog as a solo player, especially on some of the damage phases until you start working some stuff out, it gets a little better. Um, outside of just some of the health pools as a solo player, I think everything this season so far is, as you said, probably hit better than the last two seasons pretty much across the board. Like Duality had some really cool lore. I actually really enjoyed the Callus and Keitel behind lore discussion. But, I mean, outside of those voice lines, I'd say, yeah, this is... This is basically second best thing we got this year outside of Lightfall. The the best seasons uh, are typically the ones where the the gameplay loop just involves one activity. Uh, so like this season and the uh, the Witch Queen season because they're just doing psyops battlegrounds. The seasons yep. where there's two activities or more where you have to like get the resource, then play an activity to convert yep. the resource, and then do another activity to spend the resource. Those are typically the worst ones because you just it's just so monotonous and just not fun and. But, you know, by week two, you're, or at least for me, by week two, I'm already like, oh, all right, here we go. And then when Bungie does stupid things like 250 champions, um, <laughs> that, yeah, that's I'm, so I'm, just, I'm so sorry for your, I'm so sorry for your grind last year. The, the triumph hunting is not a normal player problem, though. So I don't know. Yeah, but 
Ma- make it 600 champions, Bungie, next time. They shouldn't do silly things like that where it's like, all right, kill 100 champions, and then the final step is like, all right, now double that and a little bit more, just like the uh, Altar of Sorrows, where it's like, okay, up to step three is 100 waves. Okay, step four is 500 waves. Have fun. I will um, counter by saying they should do that, and next time they should do it way harder. Just, just for you to make Teddy cry. That's all you're trying to do. No, that's not true. I also want to make that other guy cry that on the show. Who's Scarrow? Scarrow. Scarrow. Yeah, yeah we, I want to make we, him cry we too. commiserate together now. It's it's yeah. it's, it's great. I uh, love that. I love that though. Like I love how trophy trophy grinders and stuff like have connected just through our show alone. That was kind of perfect. That was great. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know like Cog's taking a couple weeks off. He'll probably get his dose of the story and stuff like that. I've heard the Deepstone Crypt weapon farming is a struggle to get some red board red border patterns. Um, I haven't jumped in there yet. I don't have eyes of tomorrow, so I probably should do it sometime this week, but Christmas and shopping and cooking, and I got way too much going on this week, so I'll have to probably do it the next time it comes back. But at some point, I feel like I need to do Deepstone Crypt a little bit, maybe see if I get lucky for an eyes of tomorrow. But outside of that, yeah, I was like, I can see the story being a nice weekly thing, kind of slowly working on my red borders and getting ready for Lightfall. Yeah, I've been just hammering. I've been hammering out so much content. I feel like I've just been playing nonstop. At some point, that'll slow down. Yeah, after doing the dares grind a little bit last season, where I, I, w- I would do my weekly dares and then I would maybe do like one or two if I was bored or just trying to knock out other stuff. I decided when they announced the deep stone stuff, I'm like, I'm just going to do my one Tanix a week, get my free red border, and I'm in and out. Like, no, no funny business here. And then after seeing Chevy's uh, two two days of grinding, I'm like, yep, I'm glad I, I'm not going for this. Granted, like all the guns are pretty good in there, I think, except the sword. Um, obviously, the sniper and the shotgun are ideally what you're going for but a hand cannon um, with volt shots got some potential too oh that too yeah 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 um i mean they're all good so yeah it's just but i'm not i'm not gonna sweat it out because it's just too much especially if the drop rates are really that low that just seems uh that just seems kind of ridiculous um but i digress uh the raid's fun just do your tanix every week and you'll be fine uh, random question in chat somebody's asking do you know how weapon leveling affects damage ratio basically if you are you can be up to 20 over an activity. Is that right? Is that the cap of where you get any benefit from it? So if you go back and yeah. you do like a 1350 and you're 1370, theoretically, that's the highest. But if you're 1550, okay. it doesn't matter, but it's 20 above. So theoretically, if the legend exotic mission is 1580 and you had 1600 gear, that's the most benefit that you could get. But being 1590 will feel better than 1580 for sure. It's uh, I believe it's actually 100 up or down. Oh, did they um, really get it that high? Yes, but it but it like, it's as a margin of diminishing yeah, returns. So, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So around I think around twenty is where basically there's no benefit at that point. Like it's just you're in the decimals. Exponentially uh, tiny you, at that point. You, you yeah. guys know if it's true that it it is applied across the board for your character based on their overall power level, or is it by weapon? Weapons are different than armor level, because I can be I can take like a thirteen fifty weapon into an activity. I did this on accident. I took a 1350 weapon in and I was like slightly lower level because the average still wasn't too bad. But I'm like, I am shooting like BB gun bullets right now. And I've and then I looked, I'm like, forgot to infuse. So weapon level Uh, alone does make a difference. It's it's both. Yeah. Uh, So your weapon level and your overall character level do influence how much the gun does. So like, for example, if you had a really high weapon and you tanked your armor, that I th- believe that will impact you more than if you just had one low, low weapon like what Ibantis did, and then your everything else is fine. Interestingly, um, the person in the comments was actually asking about crafted weapon level, which doesn't matter at all. No, that it doesn't just, matter. At all. Oh yeah, no, just, yeah, it doesn't. 
it just it just gives you access to new perks based on how high you get it but once it's above like 20 i think is the max you ever 16 need gets you all your on. 16 gets you all your perk options and then 17 yeah. on some guns oh yeah. raids probably uh, or i th i think king's fall guns some of them are okay, yeah. i learned that the other day actually i didn't know that i was like oh i'm gonna go finish my sniper and then it's like nope you gotta get to 17 to get snapshot i'm like oh okay that's yeah, yeah. cool thanks that's probably because so that, it just has a couple extra perks but yeah that sort of is uh, is is dumb, but yeah, 20, 20 levels. Anything after that is pretty much useless. Oh, thirty gets you the memento. Thirty is the memento. Oh, is twenty is twenty the master working stat boost? Is that when yes. that kicks in? Okay, yeah, so yeah yes. twenty will get yes. you a stat choice, and then the new exotic the, is twenty is the most uh, for gameplay stuff. Yep, right, gameplay power. Yeah. Anything above that's just bragging rights. Like my brigand's law was almost a hundred because I just didn't take it off for ad clear last season because it was too damn good. But my mm -hmm. if I can craft, dude, it, I also I have gambit mementos. What's up with that? Why do I have a gambit memento? Because it's the basic one? activity you occasionally will do that will actually drop a memento. Because normally you got to get them in like grandmasters and uh, and trials. I think is the other one. So it's just the mm -hmm. random one that you'll probably Swap. have. What's the other one? Uh, Grandmasters, uh, or yeah, Grand Grandmasters trials, uh, Gambit, Gambit, and I think Crucible, right? Yeah. Unless, uh, unless trials occupies Crucible, I, I could think be wrong. Trials is I don't know if there's a I Crucible trial, moment. Trials must be the Crucible one because yeah. I stopped okay. playing Trials a, a bit ago, and I've I've not I don't have a Crucible memento. Maybe, maybe actually Trials, like, no, GMs, and Gambit. Yeah, I think I think that's about right because Trials must be that's, kind of the Crucible overlap. Right. Travis does not love Gambit. We need to stop spreading this rumor. Gambit <laughs> is a scourge. Um, I'm just kind of the, the uh, next piece of art. Coin. Yeah, the next piece Excellent of art is going to be uh, you and the Drifter just hanging out, and he's just like, "All right, all right, all right." What if I? What if I get the voice actor? Oh, you <laughs> get him to do like a cameo, a cameo, cameo. Yeah. Hey, Travis, heard you love Gambit. Yeah. <laughs> keep playing, keep grinding, buddy. That's just the intro to the show now. Every time, Travis loves Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's you know what's sad is uh pve pvp modes are a great idea and when oh, gambit yeah. came out i was super hyped for it and i played a ton of gambit that first season that came out and then progressively over time as they took away maps and reduced a lot of the you know the features of that game that i liked it I just, my relationship with it is so, my relationship with it is so sad these days. It really if is they upsetting. did no, I wish Gambit there should if they did Gambit with no exotics, that would actually probably make that mode a lot better because you wouldn't be Galahorned, you wouldn't be Truth, which was like older stuff. You wouldn't be Xenophaged. If they took all exotics out of that thing, I think you'd have a better playtime for just about everybody. Yeah. That would feel a little more balanced. Invaders wouldn't be crazy, like all that stuff. Unpopular opinion. Yeah. Uh, well, not, go ahead. Unpopular opinion. Gambit itself on paper is fine. Mm -hmm. It's the players that ruin Gambit. Uh, Interesting. Because the first that, the first yeah. year of Gambit was mostly fine. It was once players and started people got to, good like, at it. Yeah. yeah. Once people started getting good and figuring out like the the, the holes in, in how it was designed, it got really bad. And that's when they started to tweak it. And then the tweaks, it was the same thing. And now we're at a point where they've designed Gambit in such a way where it's it's a pseudo They're race designing it actual... around the player base the toxic right. player so base, yeah. it, you're always effectively always going to be summoning it around the same time if you summon like if you're steamrolling them there's a huge catch-up mechanic and then uh they, they gate the health dynamically in such a way that it feels like it's a neck and neck thing but it's uh it, it's just silly i don't want to get into it too much yeah. but uh it, i the players ruined it not not 
Well, Bungie ruined it by responding to the players, which I that's, think yeah. I, yeah. I think they I that's why I stopped liking it because at first it was getting sweaty. But I'm an invasion tryhard, so I was like, "Yeah, let's go in there. I'll bring thousand voices. I'll just stomp you guys. It's gonna be super fun." And then and then as they made changes to it, it was just like, "All right, so now invasions are kind of pointless because they can just catch up immediately, and it's really just about you know damaging the boss as quickly as possible." So um, I don't know. I think I think they shot themselves in the foot on that one, but. Yeah. I but would again, love more PvE PvP modes, but I yeah. hate Gambit. I mean, they could do some. They could literally do a boss rush on that one. You could do different varieties with that one, but again, like Crucible, just other things seem to be the priority right now, and we'll hopefully see some of the fruits of that labor and other IPs as they continue to hopefully release stuff like three years from now. But no, I mean that's that's kind of one of those like PvE. You have like you have a perfect setup for like, hey, two teams competing with a boss rush and you just see like a health bar up there and you're like, okay, you're going hard here. And they could they could experiment with even like a Gambit Labs or something, but they've just let that one die in a corner and it's just not a priority, whether it's the player base, whether it's just like they force you to do it for a pinnacle every so often. So there's some people in the playlist every blue moon, but outside of that, it, it has potential. I remember watching the preview. I've probably said this before. The like preview match where they flew people out and they're sitting there and nobody had exotics and it was just the like you know your set guns that you could pick from it actually looked fun and then now that like between the players and boss nuking strategies and obviously we're a lot more powerful than we used to be and exotics yeah it's just not quite the same but yeah had my, potential my first experience with gambit was e3 2018 we sat down and we played this exhibition match where it was ign versus uh, a bunch of their devs and obviously it's a test build and you know we don't it's not our characters yep. and weapons we had were just a lot of like the world drops and some of the gambit weapons from forsaken we didn't know that at the time but that's that's what we had and that played completely differently from what how we played it day one um and it, it played i think like the way they wanted us to play it or the way they intended it to be played but like then you know players figure stuff out and i'm not saying they need to account for how the community is going to think about stuff but yeah that just it spiraled out of control pretty quickly um even I think in the first week or two of of Gambit, oh yeah, um, it, it got out of control. That was like fast. Sleeper and Queen Breaker, and yeah, it's been it's been one Chaos thing Reach. after another. Yep, yep, yep. Well, is there anything else you guys want to cover before we wrap this one up? As we kind of turned it into a two hour show, <laughs> I want to cover you and Jelly, but other than that, nothing Destiny related. Which flavor? Mm, apricot. Like the worst choice. Yeah. <laughs> just to make sure you're like oh i know you don't like yeah. this flavor so you're not gonna eat any of it so now it's well, just you covered in jelly yeah i just wanna yeah hey at least i rolled with it at that point <laughs> and rolled in it yeah over yeah. and over and over apparently so. yeah uh, a meat box of jelly huh a meat box mm -hmm. of jelly a meat box covered in jelly meat box of jelly <laughs> You missed the callback early in the show, Teddy, where I was referring to Cog as Meatbox. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say Screw Florida, but yeah, that's too sure. Oh, yeah. Screw <laughs> yeah. That is well. Sorry, any Florida. Hey, we got, we got Travis and Teddy to one GCX, and I think it's just going to be the one. I think uh, so. Travis I don't think I you can get me to go to Florida again. Yeah. Or uh, anytime Florida comes up anywhere in conversation, we immediately text the other person. It's like, ah, Screw Florida. And the other person <laughs> automatically just goes Screw Florida back. It's so great. It, it came up when I was coming home from Japan. I got stuck in Seattle and I was visiting my, my two friends that live out there for a couple hours. And uh, they were talking about maybe going to Florida. And I was like, no, 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 Screw Florida. And then I immediately text Travis and I'm like, Screw Florida. And he, like within seconds, it was like, Screw Florida. And I'm like, yeah. He could, be, he could be sleeping, but that one he wakes up for. Yeah. yeah. I wake up yeah. and be like, yeah, I agreed. 
Yeah. No to Florida. Yeah. Uh, that event normally, I think the last one wasn't great, but yeah. normally that event is very fun. Uh, so like that's I the will... thing you saw. Twenty twenty two is like kind of a weak like reboot year, and I think as yeah. more people are getting out now, like everything's going to be safer and safer, and less people are just like you know how many shot like I'm up to four shots or something now, like whatever. It's like I mean, no no event is going to be perfect. There's convention you know sickness that happens everywhere, but I think it, I think next year's will actually be really good. If I go again, I am wearing a hazmat suit. I, I am. I am. Yeah, not... he caught COVID. Oh, you got uh, it. And he got yeah. food poisoning. He got food poisoning from their pizza. Yeah. Do not eat pizza anywhere in Florida. Would be my recommendation. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm wearing a hazmat suit, and we can uh, we can wave to each other, and and yeah, just don't touch me yeah. or get near me don't or me. interact with if, me. In if any also, way Teddy and sick. Teddy and I went there to make money. We like went there with like all of the tools of our trade to go and like cover games because you know usually there's other games there. And there were other games the last time. So. There were other oh, games yeah. in previous years, and it it was a 100% bust. There was nothing there. Some of the vendors booked booths and then didn't even show up. Yeah, and like so when I went we before were, Borderlands we were like 3 was there. IGN. And, yeah. we, were, we were pitching stuff to IGN, and they were like, and the one thing they said yes to, the footage was so bad we couldn't put it on our site because it was just so unplayable. Uh, remember that? What was that game called, Teddy? It was one it's of the bite dance games, yeah. I think. But yeah, I, I don't want to get into it too much. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. Well, we'll see. But for the time being, I think uh, I think it's probably a good place to wrap it up. Definitely appreciate the cameo we'll from Teddy. Um, always unex- fun. Unexpected, but always appreciated. Uh, chat, you guys have been amazing. Christopher Sharp, you are again a legend. Happy holidays to everybody, though. Uh, Necromancer Zale, you've had quite a few super chats here tonight as well. Thank you for those. Um, also, legend status. And to everybody in chat, you guys have been hilarious. Uh, we may see if we can get a couple of Travis's friends on here next week to yeah. get a little vent session going on Let's for the new player it. experience. I, honestly, it's not even a vent session. I just want to see. I just want to. I have so many questions for them. Like, uh, like please just tell me. Yeah. There are so many things I take for granted that I just play through and know. I honestly like. I've thought for a long time. I'm like, I want to just post somewhere. Like, is anybody looking to start destiny that hasn't ever and be like, can I just be in a discord with you and be in your fire team? And I just say nothing. If you have questions, you can ask me and just see what that experience is like to be like, well, what's this? Okay. Well, what's this? Well, how does this work? Well, what? <laughs> and just to see how, what that experience is like to be like, what are the most like unknown things? Like what that would be like? Cause man, I feel like it would just be an endless barrage of constant unknowns. <laughs> content idea you make it episodic and exactly you, you haven't yeah either you edit it or you get an editor that edits it in that like that uh like the twitch montage style yep. where it's kind of goofy a little bit and you, you know you have them do like the weird sound effects and stuff when uh when they when something happens or if they ask like a, a obvious question or something and uh you just go along with it and and uh be silent unless they ask you something and see see how they perceive it per- perfect destiny idea Oh, yeah. Throw it out there. I've thought about doing that for a while because I can only imagine it's like, what is it like for a brand new player at this point? Man, it's got to be. In, what about this lore? Well, here's this like four hour bife video. It's going to catch you up on a lot of stuff. It is a bit of a time investment. Throw it on the TV. Grab some popcorn. It's a little longer than Lord of the Rings, but you can get through it. <laughs> like that's the that's the stuff. Like if you don't know Destiny One, Red Ward, none of that stuff's in there. There's so much, to, and you can't go replay sto- like half the stories at this point. So that'll the story alone. Because I know Maddie, like Cog's co-host over on Defining Duke, would love to play, but I'm just kind of going, you're going to be, you don't get to go back and start over. You get to jump kind of, kind of in the middle and go. Yep. 
Uh, well, any you you get a break. There's you got a little bit that you're covering, Teddy. Are yeah. you just you're everybody's just in relax mode? So chill, enjoy the time yeah. off. My wife's off next week. We're having Chilean sea bass uh, for Christmas dinner. So I'm so done with turkey. So if like I host a holiday at all, I'm making food that I want to eat. So last time it was a brisket. This time it's sea bass. Is turkey even on Christmas? I thought it was a ham or something. I, I mean, my family was like turkey, turkey for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And the New Year's was always like ham, which I don't love ham anyway. But that was how mine generally went. I know some people mix it up. So I don't know what general Christmas food is, but. Are you enjoying any specific Hanukkah traditional food or anything? Um, tomorrow I'm going to a, a Hanukkah party to enjoy some foods there, but not really. Uh, not, nothing, nothing crazy. I'm not a big, I'm not a big holidays guy really at all. I'm just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really understand it. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything to promote. I mean, my I got a review and a preview lined up for January, but for the next two weeks, I'm a hashtag normal gamer, just playing games, catching up on stuff. Excited about that. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Travis if you want to see my superior takes. Of course. Teddy, what about you? Or, or, art, of, or art of me and Clovis Bray. Any, um, any fun yeah, little nods for you? I don't have any. Uh, we're basically wrapped with work, so... Um... You can go check out the uh, Forspoken demo, and I, I also posted it on IGN if you don't feel like playing it for some reason. Though I do highly recommend you play it. Um, and yeah, you can follow me at Teasing Teddy on Twitter. It's mostly me just either trolling Travis or my other coworkers or posting silly memes because Twitter is uh, a dumpster fire. But I was already ahead of the curve. I was hipster. I was already taking it out seriously. So we're, we're, we're good. Um, other than that, happy holidays and thanks for having me as always, even if, even if I sort of snuck my way in a little bit. Um, it's always fun to have our, have our Ted talk about destiny, you know? Exactly. You gotta, you gotta every, this, this addiction painful as it may be that you have, it's good to vent about it every so often, get some yeah, of the, yeah. the thoughts out. Yeah. So I'm we, reintegrated we, after my vacation. I feel, I feel good. I've, I've got, I've got new life in me to power through, uh, life fall. Nice. Nice. Uh, as for me, uh, you guys know, subscribe to the channel, find me on Twitter, streaming on Twitch. Obviously a lot of Destiny. If we get to a point of downtime, though, I'm just going to be probably mixing some variety in there and just kind of steam lining straight to Lightfall between now and then, just keeping up with everything we can, keeping the channel busy and seeing if there's any... If I can squeeze some variety and I'd like to, but some of the bigger ones are just going to kind of be waiting till later because there's a lot that starts not too far. Like if there's something I can do in earliest January that where it gets a little lighter for variety, maybe, but late January and February, if I do anything besides destiny, it's going to be one of those that releases probably. So there's only about a hundred games that release in one month. It's fun. Well, that's it. So, well, for episode number two twenty nine, Teddy with the guest spot. Appreciate the, the pop in Travis, of course, holding it down over there. Probably in better weather. It's 19 degrees or 16, or what is it right now here? It is 14 degrees. Feels like it minus is the three. Coldest it has ever been in San Francisco. Really? The time I've been here, it is 50 degrees. Man, I love California. Gotta love it. Gotta uh, love California. <laughs> Woo! We should start that, Travis. Florida. Anytime someone brings up California, you should be like, I love California. I love and that'll California. be our yeah, that'll be our back and forth. Yeah. yeah. That's a good uh, California comes up a lot though. We live here, so yeah. it's kind of <laughs> uh, that'll that'll probably get worn out. But yeah, for me, we the cold snap that's hitting most of the country. That apparently it's a 
they said like a generational storm. I'm like, I feel like we had one of those like two or two years ago. So I don't know if it's that yeah, dramatic, it's but be more common. It's going to be happening generationally. Like yeah, a lot. Almost these generations are like you and you're in third grade in the next generational storms, first grade. And the next one down there's like preschool. It's like, they're going to start happening more frequently. So, well, for episode 229, thank you guys for showing up. Um, Cog will be back in the new year. So we got one episode next week. We will see how it goes. Um, putting all the guests together and everything. So still another episode next week. So we will be back here. Same time, same bat channel, but for the last word, episode number two twenty nine, it has been the last, the last, last word. word. <laughs> <laughs>